in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Thursday, October 6th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We are live here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know what better as the Big X coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Find out how you can get paid to get your MBA. Not technically, but it will feel like you're getting paid to get your MBA. For more information, go to business.louisville.edu. We love the University of Louisville College of Business. Happy Thursday, everybody. We are uh, two days away from, I don't know if it's a joyful moment, two days away from the Cardinal football team kicking off again, noon kickoff against Virginia, on the ACC network. We'll talk a little bit about that today. I, I, I Two days away from knowing if we really are going to care about the rest of the season or not. Pretty much. I mean, is, uh, not knowing, honestly. Your we, favorite term. We can know one way or the other. We can know that we're not going to care. I don't think we can know that we're going to care. If they well, I mean, win, we're going to care, but we're always going to care. Yeah, but we care here. We, we, but how much do we care? A lot. We care. We care. That's why. That's why it hurts. That's us why so. it hurts so much. We care so much. It's why yesterday, and I like. I, I will start today's show by giving a a tip of the cap, a thousand claps, a gigantic kudos. Everybody in the text line yesterday. Everybody listens to the show. It reaffirmed my belief that we have the best listeners in the city because we decided at the beginning of the show, look. We don't deserve them. We don't. We really don't. We don't. There's, there's, no, there's nothing about us no, that deserves these We're listeners. not very entertaining people. No. Well, I disagree with that. <laughs> well, I mean. We're not entertaining enough to deserve these listeners. That's true. But we start the show yesterday and we're like, man, we spent Monday and Tuesday, six total hours, three straight hours both days, pretty much ranting and raving about this football team. Being gloom is doom. Woe is me. Is he going to get fired? Is he not going to get fired? What's going to happen after the season? Blah, 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 blah. Boston College law sucked. Is there any hope moving forward? And it just got, by Wednesday, it was stale. It was tired. I was beat. I couldn't do it again. I, I could not do it again. So we had a little bit of hoops discussion at the beginning. Dropped a little bit of scoop. That was fun. Got away from football. And the last two hours, like, it's Wednesday. Let's get weird. Text line take over. Let us know where we need to go. And I had more fun in those two hours than I've had in a long time. It was the text line was great. They were entertaining. They were on their A game. The top we talked about serial killers for a solid forty five minutes. Uh, Trevor actually made the, the the quote that did everybody have a serial killer phase as a child, which set the entire show in, into to flames, which was wonderful. That's what we wanted, and it was exactly what we needed. 
Now, we're a little bit closer to the football team taking the field again, which means we have to at least acknowledge that. And we'll talk a little bit about Virginia today and certainly tomorrow when we get to the, the pick'em segment. But I just wanted to say thank you because I left the show and I was feeling bad. We were, we were happy leaving the show yesterday for the first time in a, a solid three days. And that was it was much needed. Speaking of serial killers, I started the Dahmer series last <laughs> right. night. Great. I like that that's the the line that followed that entire little uh, little shout-out. Speaking I, of serial killers. Speaking of serial killers, that's what I heard. You were all into it. I, I, I'm Maybe I'm getting, meeting the uh, midlife crisis phase to it. Is this the, uh, you know, you're, for you it's nostalgia. Because like as you said, you went through a big serial killer phase as a child. And so <laughs> some people maybe will watch old Scooby-Doo episodes to, to you know, relight that fire. For you say, it's getting into serial killers again. Who's this watching Scooby-Doo as a child, didn't like lead me into that path though of having that interest. Who knows? I mean, that I mean, they're kind of like serial killer. I mean, do you remember the? I mean, the ghost that, the ice cream ghost that that maybe helped lead to the death of Mama Cats on there, and then they had, you know, the old man at the amusement park, and I mean, that was it was creepy stuff on on, on Scooby Doo. By the way, the Big X website, the, the text line has notified me, and I can't confirm the biggest Big X website's down. Oh no, not sure what's going on. So if you use that link to stream the show, um. You're going to have to find a different link. Intern Patrick, get on that. Yeah. Patrick. Oh. Pa- Intern Patrick is here. He's desperate to have his mic turned on. Turn, okay, turn, turn, let's turn, turn on his mic. mic. Say oh. something for us, buddy. He, he really wants to talk. I can't fix the website. That was enough. He can't, okay. he can't fix the website. Not, we, we, we let you say one thing, and it's the first thing you tell us. <laughs> Intern Patrick, by the way, his brother Trey, all over the news today. Uh, the story dropped on WDRB last night about, which is very cool, Trey is uh, a senior on the manual football team, which is undefeated going into tomorrow night's big game against St. X. And there was a cool story Again, you about can hear on these airwaves, which you can hear right here on the home of uh, of Sanex football, yeah. the Big X. There's a, a cool story about how his grandpa was on the last manual team to go undefeated and win a state title, and now Trey's on the you know the, the manual team that's the first one to go six and zero in you know, four decades or how long it's been. It's probably that title team. It was it may, it may have been, it was, but it was a cool story. It was awesome to hear. I know Dugan was was very proud. Uh, but you know Patrick also last night won a fall baseball game over South Oldham. So both <laughs> brothers are contributing to the the the, the Ryan family legacy both right now. Both have already exceeded a Papa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not true. We love Dugan. Hannibal LaGrange. Hannibal, <laughs> Hannibal LaGrange. Hannibal LaGrange. Uh, we've got to, it's a normal show today. We're here until 6 o'clock. So we do want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Uh, TK's rocking New Jersey Devils t-shirt. It's, Is it the Devils or Red Devils? It's the Devils. Because Patrick, when I walked up, he was like, it's the, hey, New Jersey Red Devils. And I'm like. It's the Devils. That's just, why I wasn't sure. Devils. Is this like a Tampa Bay Devil Rays type we was, thing? We've been spending like, too much time in Southern Indiana. That's why the Red Devils are coming out. Okay, so yeah, that's, that, what that's what you're saying. That's what you're both. I mean, they do wear red. I mean, yeah, they they do, but yeah, they are. Oh. They're all I can think about is putty when I, I mean, when I think of the Devils. But uh, we are, I think, one day away from the official. Uh, Patrick's rocking a Wade Houston's Tennessee basketball school T-shirt, just trying uh, trying to set Trevor off before we even get into the heart of the show. What was your Terry Howard? I'm getting a free throw <laughs> shirt. I'm not in the laundry. Leave Terry Howard alone. <laughs> We've talked about this. Stop. He's a he's a very nice man who was I'm, a very good player here. I'm not going to argue some of that. He was a very good player. He was. He was. He missed one player. free throw. Leave him, leave him alone. Only one that mattered. Everybody has a bad moment. Um, <laughs> We are, I think, one night away from the the actual the unofficial opening night for NHL season. Because already, ha- yeah, they're having like two games. I know in- I said this yesterday, but you I mean, did. But still, I know it's early. P- P- yeah, people always crap on baseball, like oh, pitchers and catchers are reporting like one week after the World Series is over. It's like the NHL season lasts because the playoffs are so long. So it didn't- they last in- until June, and then they turn around and they play like early October is when the season starts. I mean, the the NHL playoffs were going on when baseball was still was had already started, right? Oh yeah, I mean they go to June. 
So, yeah. <laughs> so the Avalanche it. won the Cup in June. So the Avalanche, so the, the baseball season overlaps not only the end of the NHL season, but the entire offseason and this beginning of its, of its season. Yeah, but then... I can, did look it up. The World Series, it goes in November if it goes past Game 3. So it is guaranteed. Oh, so Game 3. So, ga- so it is guaranteed at least one game in November this there year. There you go. That's wild. It's because of the new format? Because yeah, the extra games? So, yeah, Which, by the way, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, Blue Jays. It's go time. Seattle. Sorry. Welcome back to the playoffs, Mariners. Hope you enjoy your little two-game stint. And I hope it's only a two-gamer because if he goes to game three on Sunday at 2 o'clock, that's going to suck because it's football time. <laughs> Let's just finish this up so I can watch I can watch this win tomorrow. I can watch this win on Saturday after I watch Louisville. I'm not going to say whether Louisville does or not. And then I don't have to watch it on Sunday because I can watch the Eagles beat the Cardinals. If you want to watch something, if you're at all interested in the Mariners being back in the playoffs, the John Boyce, Wagner High School graduate, Wagner's finest, outside of Trevor Kelsey. They did a video a couple of years ago um, for the, their their channel, which is part of SB Nation. It's called Secret Base. They do a bunch of like really cool, funny, insightful YouTube videos where they go they, they find like obscure things and they go super in depth. And they did one. It's like a four hour documentary series about the history of the Seattle Mariners. Just like the, just how abysmal this franchise has been. How like woefully entertaining they've been over the years. But- it is a a fantastic watch. If you have four hours to kill and you want to get excited for the MLB playoffs, and if you want to find a reason to love the Mariners and cheer against TK, that will absolutely do that. The Mariners came into the league the same at the same time Toronto did. There you go. Seventy-seven. In that time, Toronto has uh, won multiple AL East championships, been to the World Series twice, won two World Series rings, and the Mariners have never been past the ALCS. Well, now they got the baby Reds. They got Suarez. They got Winker. They got uh, Castillo. Castillo's pitching tomorrow against LaPiedra uh, on the Mano, hill. Uh, Mano, Mano. And they've got former Cardinal Sani, Jerry Kalenic, uh, who's also raking for them. Speaking of the Reds, as the as their former players all get ready for the playoffs, which is typical Reds fashion, they fulfilled their goal. They they obliged the fans last night. They got to 100 losses. It was wonderful. They got blown out by the Cubs. So officially tied for last with the Pirates uh, for the NL Central final spot, although the Pirates, for some reason, with the new MLB draft rules, automatically have the higher draft pick, whatever. Uh, but the Reds get to 100. I love the Photoshop of Wilt Chamberlain holding like the 100 sign, and they, they put Mr. Red, that, yeah. Mr. Red's head on top of him. It's great. Did. Go Reds. But speaking of the things you tweeted, I mentioned yesterday, I did love the Tulane tweet, too, by the way. Oh, it wasn't that fantastic? Where they, they're like, terrific. we're going to reveal our new jerseys, but they got interrupted by Judge. And then Aaron, Aaron right. Judge comes in. <laughs> that was really, their social media team's I love it. self-awareness uh, humor for smaller schools. It's so great. They're doing great. Uh, they're coming. But I'm excited for the MLB playoffs. It'll be fun to have something to talk about here on our airwaves outside of football. Although we did have Wednesday Night Football last night. You and I did not realize it when we went off the air last night. I forgot to see who won because I got caught up watching that that Dahmer thing. Well, UCF and the aerial aerial attack of John Rice Plumley, (laughs) who can just throw it around against everybody besides the mighty Louisville secondary. new fun and gun. Destroys SMU. I think it was like forty-one to seventeen was the final score. Oh, wow, it was like ten, it was like I think it was ten to three or fourteen-three when they I lit him up. I turned it off. Plumley yeah. was dropping dimes all over the field. Every time I turned it on, he was dropping it right into the breadbasket. He was looking Oof. great out there. We're not as bad as SMU's defense. We're better. We're, better. We're way better. We're better. Speaking of of defense, real quickly, I do want to mention uh, about the Virginia game on Saturday. Louisville currently is still, I think, last at last check, a three-point favorite. The, the lines kind of fluctuated this week, but one thing that I thought. I know the stats. We mentioned how bad Virginia's offense has been so far this year. Just We just looked at the point totals yesterday. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They've got Brendan Armstrong back. They have their top two receivers from last season back, including Keaton Thompson, who's six foot five, you know, the, the guy who played quarterback at Mississippi State back in the day. They were, at the end of last season, the number three total offense in the country. Number three. I believe it was just... 
I know Western was ahead of them. I can't remember who was number one. I want to say it was well, Ohio Western State. Western was number one because they they were yeah. number two. Oh, they were two. They were two last year. I, I think it was, it was Ohio 2. State. Seven thousand yards. I think it was Ohio State. And wound up being number one. Oh, that, that may, yeah, that makes sense. Whoever it was, Virginia was number three. They were the number three total offense in America. They lose Robert and I. The offensive coordinator goes to Syracuse and has led. By the way, can we, can we start talking about Robert and I taking the head coach job at Louisville? Like this guy's I'm, a miracle worker, apparently. Yeah, really, I know. So he goes to Syracuse. They're five and zero now. They have Armstrong back. You'd think, like, you know, new coach, Tony Elliott, blah, blah, blah. They, they can't hurt the offense that badly, right? Virginia is 118th in the country in total offense right now. I mean, was the offensive coordinator somebody that went out? Was, was I mean. 118th, Trevor. That is a uh, – we'll do quick uh, – we're not great at math on this show. That is a drop of 115 spots. <laughs> I didn't realize it was quite that bad until I started looking at a, a couple of the numbers. That is atrocious. And there's no real reason for it. Like they lost. I know they have new staff members. I, I guess they're. I assume they're running at least a somewhat different offense. Well, I'm assuming. But he, my God, he was what? Because I, I couldn't remember where, the, where the, their coach was from. That was Clemson's offensive coordinator for I guess a year or a couple years now. So, I mean, I guess they're running a similar offense to what Dabo runs. I just, I mean, that is. A, 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 pretty bad indictment of that offensive staff to go from one of the most dynamic offenses in the entire country with uh, the same exact quarterback and then to fall like so precipitously this year it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense like they that is that, that's atrocious uh they have not and they, it's not exactly like they've been playing a murder's row of defenses like they've played you know Duke held them to 17 points last week in a blowout loss they have improved almost 50 spots on defense well there's that Granted, it doesn't help when you drop 100 spots on offense. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Kinda even doesn't really even out too much. Should we start the movement, Bob and I, for Louisville? Bring this guy. We saw firsthand what he can do. He led a huge fourth quarter comeback against us last year. us twice With now. Brennan Armstrong. How long was he? How long Blew was he us Virginia? out in year one. Like, this is like, we need to bring this guy aboard. What's his name again? Robert and I. How do you spell that? Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to do all the legwork here? Come on. Just type in Robert and I. How you think it's spelled, it's probably going to come down. Okay, I got it. There you see. Exactly. God love you, Google. I think I got it. A-N-A-E. Okay, so, he was, so he'd been BYU for before he went to Virginia. Good offense there. Yeah. I mean, he coached, uh, coached Taysom Hill he spent at three, BYU. He spent two years at BYU. Was in was in Arizona before Jed Fish era. Did some time at Texas Tech, BYU as well, UNLV. UNLV. He's touching all so of our he, favorite programs here on the show. Yeah, a lot of these are all offenses that run the more wide, spread offense. And, He's and, from Hawaii, for God's sake. Get this guy ooh, in here. yeah. Get him in here. He's 63. I don't care. Give him the head coaching job. He's on. He's top of my I hot list. He's board. earned it. He's the top of my hot list right now. All he, Everywhere he goes. Texas Tech, everywhere he goes, they have huge offenses. All this guy does is win. His, he has a brother who played semi-professional and played for the Eagles practice squad in 1982. I like it. I mean, look at look at this lineup: Boise State, UNLV, which we we already know I have an affinity for for some reason. Texas Tech, big offense. BYU, huge offense. Arizona, we love Jed Fish on the show. show. We love, we love Arizona football. BYU again. Virginia, lighting us up every year for some reason. And now Syracuse, killing it, five and zero. Can we say sign and I? I like it. <laughs> Except he spells his name so weird, nobody would get it. It's A N A E is how he says his last name. So like, hey, if I can find it on Google, so can they. Yeah, but it, it should rhyme. But people are going to see the hashtag and be like, "Sign Annie." <laughs> who's the, Annie? The hell does that mean? Who's, who's Annie? He's Hawaiian. Annie, are you okay? Have some cultural okay? sensitivity. <laughs> uh, I, I, 
little bit of uh, news here before you, we came on there that you're going to love. This is going to make you mad, actually. Oh, <laughs> hold on. You literally, in six seconds, changed your entire, I got some news you're going to love, but it's going to make you mad. Well, you're going to love it because it's going to make you mad. It's good for the show. Do you think I, I'm, I, I'm happy, like I'm Red Foreman over here, like I enjoy being angry? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it does make me mad. Yeah, I was going to say, I do. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I was going to say, we all know this, but I don't think, you probably don't know this. So, longtime Congressman John Yarmouth, he's, he's calling it a career. He's retiring from politics. Okay. He's stepping down. So, so I guess they're in the process. Do we like him? I do, because he, he loves me. Like oh, he's okay. he for the Card Chronicles like tenth anniversary he changed his official congressional photo to like have the bird mask on like he's always re- he's always reached out to help out with, with stuff he always tweets about the website which has been cool so somebody from his office texted me today they're like we're getting our you know we're starting to pack up the DC office we're all like you know, getting ready for the big move back home like we got to get out of uh, the, the Capitol and the, the congressman has this like blown glass thing that UofL gave him after the Orange Bowl, which has, like, inscribed in glass, like, UofL wins the Orange Bowl, has the final score of beating Wake Forest, cool. and it's been sitting on his desk for a long time, and we, you know, we asked him what he wants to do with it, and right away he said he'd like you to have it. For me? No, me. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then I instantly thought, I was like, cool. I was like this will be a cool thing. I got thing excited, to, really. I was like, this will be a cool thing to talk about on the radio. And then I was like, then Trevor's immediately going to be like, well, what do I get? What do I get? You didn't even wait. You just assumed that that was for well, you. Well, you said you. <laughs> so, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Come I was on. saying what the guy was texting me. Now you, you take it and you give it and take it away within seconds. Maybe he has like a... 2008 Billy Minardi classic like t-shirt with the sleeves cut off that he could give to you. I don't know. But I was like, I, I was like, I, I was like, this would be a cool thing to talk about on the show. Like, like just big thanks to the Congress. And then I was like, Trevor's just going to complain the entire time that he's not getting can anything. Can you just like take care of some like Riverlink tickets for me or something? <laughs> <laughs> you make him disappear. <laughs> How about that? I'll tell you, I mean, we, we can work We'll reach some, back out. We can work something out. I want, I want a crystal ball that I, a, a blown glass that I can have. Well, you come over to my house and look at it. <laughs> thing, I can no, I can't because you don't let me in the house. I wasn't allowed to go to the front door. That was we had all we had COVID. <laughs> he had his he, his assistant was like texting me and he was so like, "What am I, the graders guy? What are you telling?" He was like, uh, "He's like he's like I'm gonna try my best to wrap this thing." And I was like, "If it gets broken, don't worry about it." I was like, "This is not your fault. Trust me." I was like, "I was like I don't know how this thing's gonna because make it." Broken, in the, don't worry. I mean, that's not cool. I, I, I don't want a broken gift. Well, I mean, I you know he's gonna do his best, but I'm saying don't blame yourself. Like this is a guy. He's, he's doing the best he can. He's packing stuff up. It was a. I'm sure it's going to be a hard thing to pack carefully. How big is it? I wonder. I can show you the picture. He sent it to me. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'll just tease you more during the break. <laughs> just set you off a little bit more. I wouldn't be set off if you hadn't made me think I was getting it right away. I did. I. You, that's your fault. I was. <laughs> How re- is it my fault? Because I was telling you. In what, case you forget, words matter, Mike. And the words that I was saying <laughs> were the words that he was texting to me. Well, I didn't know that. Yes, I did. You I should have prefixed it by saying this is third person or something. I said he texted me, and I started well, I reading what he said. I have a narrative in, in my head, listening like like you're Morgan Freeman giving a like the, the play by play. I you, you said you. Yeah, because I said <laughs> this is what he texted to me. I'm supposed to think it's you. We can get you a pet. A what? A pen. Oh, I think you say a pet. An official. You well, send me a turtle. I don't know. If we, <laughs> we do know you like accumulating pets. I do. I do yeah, the easier the easier ones, the better ones. Too many dogs and cats. No. Do you not have a pet turtle growing you up? You can never. I've never had a pet. Oh, who had him? I said, did you ever? No. 
I had a red. friend who got one, and it didn't realize it was like a snapping turtle. They got it out of a creek, and you like it's against the law, I think, to like actually take them as pets. But he really? didn't it at the time, and so he had it for a long time. But the closest I've had is when I worked at Insight for a brief moment, and it was when I say, it was brief. Um, there was something like the couple days into my being there, someone found like a turtle outside on like the, on the sidewalk, and we got like a a uh, you know a tank, and, and had and the big, it became like the 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 the, uh, the mascot of it, the Insight mascot. But the tank was like right by where I, I usually sat. So it was more yours. So it was kind of like yeah, I hung out. I threw yeah. I don't. I'd get you know. I'd go get my sandwich, and I tell him you know leave the lettuce on. I take the lettuce and throw it in there off my burger. Yeah. You know, make sure you still don't put any mayonnaise or ketchup on it because for every drop of mayonnaise I find, you will die. We've made it this far on the show without uh, you talking about AEW last night. I assumed you watched. I assumed you, you had also a good interrupted time. my. Uh, my recommendation of uh, the Dahmer series too, but yeah, no, I, I we, we all, you did all that just to tease me with a crystal crystal ball. You recommended it. You liked it. You, are you done with it? Though? No, no, I could not. Be. You said last night you thought. Well, because they're an it. hour long. There's ten of them, so I oh, could only. I know. I mean, I, I mean, a weekend I would have done it probably maybe straight through, but also I didn't because of AW, which I, I'm kicking myself. I didn't realize it was a three three year anniversary last night. It was a big show, good show. Three years. Other thing, other the thing like just started. Well, it's it's amazing. It's been three years now. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, the third year anniversary, so they were in Washington D.C. where the first show was, and uh, it was a fun show. It was good, and then so, I, but I'd watched the first Tomer before I watched AW, and then by the time I finished AW, it was got around to starting again. It was close to midnight, so I ended up getting through the first five episodes. So I've got the last, Jeez. I've got the la- the back five to do. Did it? Was the criticism correct? Is, is Dahmer painted in a romantic light? Do you find yourself falling for no, Jeffrey Dahmer? No, I mean, <laughs> no. I told you. I was like, I don't know how they eat people. I don't know how. <laughs> the, I don't know how this is happening. I mean, I guess if, if, if there's a complaint of that, it's because I guess they they are trying to like show you what can have help led to why he is what he is. You know, through flashbacks. Oh. I like the way it's like because it starts off with like the night he gets caught. And then it's kind of does like like a you know Pulp Fiction like kind of flashback through times and different eras of his life as he's talking to the cops in his confession, and like it starts off with showing him you know back in when he was like six years old and his parents and mom had issues and was you know and dad had issues and he's in, he drinks a lot so I mean it, it's giving you I mean but it doesn't matter I mean there there are reasons that lead to it but there's still no excuse to like kidnap and eat people i mean that's yeah okay. i think that's, Listen, that's a every, safe statement everybody's mom is mean to him at some time or another it doesn't mean you go out and kidnap 22 guys and and, and kill them i got spanked as a kid <laughs> yeah now i'm eating people i got spanked you don't see me have a fridge full of cork porks. but the text line came up with a way better hashtag for our robert and i movement than, than we had and i or die <laughs> that's the movement that's the 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 big x official stance right now we're, we're team Anai or die get an eye or die trying <laughs> jeff Brom's listening he's like i thought these were my guys i thought, I thought trevor was my guy no Je- jeff no 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 jeff he's no he's not coming on the show now no no i'm never coming on the show no he's Anai's just he's a, he's a backup plan he's the you know the girl he called just in case you stand us up i'm all in on it <laughs> i want him no i'm ready Bring us back to, to Prominence. He's the new Petrino in a better way. How old was Petrino? Was a lot older. One sixty three when we hired him. Was he? He was sixty three when we, by the time he left. But he's yeah. He was well, the first time we hired him. He was way younger. Yeah, he was like in his early forties. He's not too old to hire a first time head coach, is it? Good. We just need we need somebody to get the program back on track. We I mean, we you know, Robert and I can coach until he's eighty. He's got he's got seventeen. Easily. He's got seventeen good years here. We'll be fine. Hand the baton over to whoever his protege is. We got it rolling. He's going to win national titles here. Or we can keep him here for about, you know, 
10 years, and then unfortunately sure. Jeff, Jeff never comes, but then we hire uh, Brian. Brian, bring him in here. I just heckle Brian all the time. Hit him up for tickets. You, I would be too, and I'm like, come on, Brian. I work with your friend. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> By the way, apparently I have to voice the stand X spot. Speaking yeah, of so do I. high school allegiance. What, what, why have I been, what, why are we doing this? I know we're the home of Stan X, but like. I feel guilty doing it, don't you? I like. I feel. I'm worried. You do. Get, I'm worried you're gonna get like a jug, like post jug, just for as a Trinity person doing something. Have you read the spot, by the way? No, I just saw your text. I didn't get a chance to read. it. I was talking to Troy. You're gonna love the spot. Is it gonna be? Is it like we're so much better than Trinity? I think there is a line where they say Trinity sucks in there. Well, that's gonna be first of all not really appropriate. <laughs> Second of all, I'm gonna have a hard time with that. I think there's one that's like, yeah, Trinity is awful. Am I getting paid for this? No. <laughs> I know the answer to that question. I'm still going to have to do it. Am I getting a crystal ball from Yormuth? <laughs> Yormuth. You can't learn his name. He's not going to get What is his name? Yormuth. Oh, okay. I was close. I know the name. He's only I've been seen... our congressman for like 75 years. I was going to say, I've seen the signs in yards before. <laughs> what is he? Yormuth. John Yormuth. No, I know. I know what not, not, he's a congressman for our Congressman, yeah. okay. So he's like Charlie Wilson. Uh, yeah. Not the appliance guy, but the Tom Hanks guy. He's war, the war guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good movie, man. Have you ever seen it? Yes. <laughs> 502 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, I have a couple of, of actual basketball thoughts to get to that we didn't get to yesterday. Kenny Payne said something uh, a few days ago that I, I want to revisit and how it, it didn't really catch fire the way it used to. Also, we can uh, we can make fun of UK a little bit more if you want to. They changed their schedule with Gonzaga. They are going to play at the kennel. They're going to play at the kennel. In 2027. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll see when I believe it. it just means DJ Scott, called me out on Twitter says I whine about UK schedule. I, I saw that and I was like, I don't think you ever do that. Don't we? The only time we talk about this is when we kind of like make jokes about them not playing at Gonzaga. I just, I just replied with a uh, a meme of Seinfeld, but I added instead, I don't want to play a true road game. I felt bad too. We, we left like we left like 37 unread texts on the, on the text line a lot yesterday. Because it was so many, and I'm sure like Scoot saw it was like he's mother. Like, like, <laughs> it, was, it wouldn't even Scoot to be TJ. That's probably why he's, TJ is probably pissed. That's probably why he's mad at me today on Twitter. Yeah. I did feel bad. I wanted to like, go back and just like click them, and then I just forgot after the show was over. <laughs> I was gonna, sounds like something I would do. Sorry. You've been hanging around me too much. I have. I, it's, you're not wrong. So I he used th- to be motivated like uh, the Yarmouth, and yeah, well, he's retiring. That's. That's the mindset I'm retiring? taking right now. Can I have his place? doing it for a long time. Well, you're going to have to run. I think it's a little late to get in the game. How far do I have to run? Yeah, yeah Trevor, Trevor doesn't <laughs> Patrick says Trevor doesn't run. You lost me a run. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, a couple of hoops nuggets, and then we'll get to the text line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Psycho killer. Back in Thursday edition of the Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961. 
Trevor, have you seen the the big news? Joe Biden just announcing while we're on the air. He's pardoning all marijuana offenses. So you're, you're we're, we're good? He's taking steps. He's pardoning all prior federal what a offenses. Day for Trevor and politicians. Simple I'm marijuana getting possession. A, I'm getting a I'm getting a big a glass ball from the orange ball. I'm getting freedom <laughs> on marijuana. This has been a day of politics for me, man. The Democrats want your vote. Oh badly. man, they're they're after your vote today. Now that they were mad at me after I replied to their uh, they're reaching out on text to me the other day. <laughs> you did send me that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what's, you know what's messed up is I've messed up the first time I've done that, and I still get them each and every all the I have, time. I have messed with some of those people sometimes. <laughs> so Trevor got one of those like, like you know, like bland. Like, would you like to vote for? Can we count on you to vote for so and so? Yeah. What do we and need to get you on board? Trevor's response was, "If only felons were allowed to <laughs> yeah, vote." So, so I'd love to, but felons are allowed to vote, <laughs> which is a great response. So, and she hasn't texted me back. Even, the thing is, like, even when Barely I barely she gave up on me. Even when I do respond to those messages with something like sincere, where I'm like, "Yes," or like, "No," I'm voting for this person. Like, they just never say anything back. I'm like, "Why?" Do you think that's because they're not real people? Stop doing this. Stop. <laughs> this has been yeah, it's been a good day. I mean, celebration all around. Here's a so, but this this is this, but it, and this is where we need your law school, your law class, law experience. class. Yeah. Now, hopefully, this was in the first semester because otherwise, we might be screwed here. Like, like, so, like, if I, so, if I'm in jail for just like a possession charge, like they're gonna automatically just let me out right now. I don't have the details for you. This is, I, I've literally seen two seconds of this on Twitter. And so, like, if I'm, <laughs> I've literally seen two seconds. Try to ask another question. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wait for the. I text. can't tell you exactly. I'm just what waiting this for means. someone to text that in. Is what I was gonna bring. Let me ask you a follow up then. So then, let me ask you this. <laughs> like, what if I'm like in? What if someone's in court right now? Like, it's like, what can their phone? Like, come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. <laughs> People versus Trevor. Guess, wait a minute. Hold on. Woohoo. He's like, just, he's like, just like refreshing his phone. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Like, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Kelsey, are you, are you innocent or guilty? Give me a second, judge. Let me think about it for just one more minute. <laughs> so I, I don't think that that's going to. I don't think it's going to work like that. So all prior federal offenses, federal offenses of simple possession of marijuana are now like the, the people who basically were put in jail for multiple years for having like an ounce of weed. That's going to, to change. Like those people are going to have their sentences reversed. Well, that's, first of all, the only state that threw somebody in jail for multiple years for an ounce of weed was Kansas. Well, they, I mean, they, but they were like back in the day, they were like insanely harsh marijuana yeah. laws where like you would have people going to like. They, Indiana's one of them. Yeah. Weed that is now yeah. worth like. $15 at a dispensary people were serving like 30 years for and there's some, yeah. some of those people that are still in jail so those people are going to be let out which is like, I, I think I think we can all agree regardless of politics a smart move seems, yes seems right he's also going to urge all governors to do the same for state offenses which good luck with that I'm sure the you know how this is going to go I mean I can already the tell blue you. state governors are going to go along with it the red state governors are not well it won't be all red states some, some red states like have I mean yeah, but you, it doesn't matter. It's the yeah, optics. Yeah. Nobody, no Republican governor wants to go along with anything oh, no. Joe Biden does. Oh, of course, and not. no Democrat governor is going. If if the president was a Republican, would not be going along with it, regardless of how much sense it made, because that's where we are now. If you're Biden, would you think maybe screw with some of the the governor red states and like just do something, give them something that they want to see if they would agree with you? <laughs> Unless it's hurricane relief, apparently they're not going to take it. <laughs> He's trying to trick us. <laughs> you sure he's just not being senile? I don't know, man. There's fentanyl in this money. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> 
but that's so great news for. I mean, this has been a Trevor Kelsey. I mean, this has been a good day, man. I mean, I got we get the intern in here. I got I got. This is what happens when I get Arby's before the show. I meant to leave with the that. The vibes have been good. We got good vibes all the rest of the show. It's been politic day. This is your first Arby's like afternoon at Big X in like a solid three, four months. I woke up a little early and I was like, you know what? I'm going to swing. I got to swing by the bank because I haven't been there in like a month. And I got to get by the bank and deposit, deposit a check. And I, like, I got time to get to Arby's. I'm beating out the school traffic. Like, I, I drive by camera, and they're not even letting out. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Like, giving them the finger, which probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> like, suckers! Like, I'm driving by. It's like the South Park thing, too. It's like, why do you care that much about that middle school? It's like, as far as most of us made it. So, the, the last school you officially graduated from. You ever from. tried to go up her lane when camera's letting out? Oh, my Lord. It's like, like number Option six on Dr. Gavorkian's suicide list. Well, Herlane, you've got you got Wilder, Camer, and <laughs> yeah, Ballard, and all, all right, right, now, all like right two, there. Yeah, yeah, like right after two thirty. So yeah. it's yeah, it's impossible to get up and down it. So I had to make sure I got up there early. And got to, got to go to Arby's. Got me my double roast beef, my mellow yellow. And I'm like, I even said before the show, I was like, you were here early. You took it to heart when I was like, beat that traffic out here. You got here earlier than I did. It's not what happened. And well, you know, I try to take some credit for it. I'm doing influencer work. I know you. I was over at the Academy of Sports in, in Jeffersonville. And like, you influenced by the OG me Studios. to vote for Yarmouth this year. Well, he's not running. Well, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I sent that to I sent like the text that I got to my a couple of my buddies, and they're like, "He's like, well, he's like, I'm finally gonna vote for Yarmouth." I'm like, "Well, that's poor timing for John because <laughs> yeah. he's, he finally got the." I'm gonna uh, write his name in right next to Abramson. <laughs> finally got the Brandon vote, and he's uh he's not uh. He's, Am I in his district? Not running. Yeah, we're all in his district. It's the local representative of Congress. It's. I think now it's this year. Now it's it's Morgan McGarvey is the Democrat. He's probably going to win because we always elect a Democrat in this district. I don't know. I don't versus think, Stuart Ray is the Republican. Mor- What's his name? Morgan McGarvey. I don't like that name. He beat uh, Shadika sounds- Reynolds. Shadika Reynolds in the the primary, which was supposed to be pretty close. It ended up winning relatively comfortably, and now he'll he's going up against Stuart Ray. In name, that sounds like like an eighties movie villain name. He was the representative for the Highland in, in the Highlands for a while, and okay. now he's he's running for third district. It's like somebody tries to like kill John McClane, though. Well, I mean. <laughs> If you want to base your vote entirely die, on that? Die hard know. six. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> vote or die. That's fine. <laughs> vote or die. Well, if you, as long as you have a reason, that's that's okay. That's how I pick my politicians on whether I find their names to be soothing or creepy. That's, well. <laughs> Could it be worth? I'm, I'm, a man must have a Sadly, coat. there's probably weirder people that vote. You use other reasons to vote. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of bad. Like, I, I was thinking about this the other day, how, you know, I like to do, usually before I vote, like, I'll look at the... The CJ used to be easier to find. They would have like a candidates list. Like this is what they stand for. This is what they're running on. Like a quick little kind of way to gauge like who the clients are, who the candidates are, and who you should vote for. Yeah. And now, especially when it comes to like judge races and you know city council and stuff, I base a lot of it on like I'll I'll look for the big races. I'll try to figure it out. But a lot of times, if I haven't heard of any of these people, I base it on like my neighbors who I like if they have like their, their yard sign up, i'm like <laughs> i probably like this person or if like you know if it's, if it's a neighbor who has like a another yard sign of a candidate that i know that i like and they have this person next to him like congrats you got my you got my vote for st matthew city council you're in <laughs> you're just you're just basically uh, confirming to these people that more to put more street signs out there because it apparently works it does <laughs> name recognition it's a huge deal it's why incumbents win almost every race. For? Why is this name stuck in my head? I can't figure it out because maybe they have six street, street signs yeah. next to the light I'm always stuck at. It's why you always have to have, if you're an incumbent, you always have to have re-elect on that sign. Oh, Letting Patrick. people know you've been doing it for a while. World hasn't fallen apart. 
keep me in office, keep me doing judge stuff, keep me doing whatever stuff. Hold on, Patrick, you can't even vote. What are you talking about? Yes, he can. He's 18 now, right? No. But when do you turn 18, Patrick? May 5th, 2005. 05, oh, 05, 2005. You're going to miss it. Wow. I was going to say he turned 18 in 2005. You're way past 18. No, I was saying. My birthday's like, <laughs> my birthday's like, my birthday's like, I was about to be like, wait a second, dude. But did you see the pictures of the chubby Ray? Of yes. He's, the pizza coupons? So this is the, this is the big political uh, to-do locally here is... Uh, Chubby Ray's is a I know Chubby Ray's pizza very place. well. We've done hundreds of shows so, there. I took on the Fat Teddy. Yeah, Chubby Ray's, was, I know they've been big in sports media for a long time yeah. here locally, doing a lot of advertising stuff. So Ray Perkins is, is the guy's name, and he's running to be the new mayor of J-Town. Uh, former mayor Bill Duroff is, is running against Greg Fisher to be the yeah, mayor of Louisville. I knew that. And so his his political flyers, on the front, it's like a normal political flyer. It's like, vote Chubby Ray Perkins for mayor of J-Town, like all this stuff. But on the back, it's like it's gifts, it's coupons to Chubby Ray's Pizza. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like five dollars off. But this is like uh, it's like getting a ticket. It's like when you get the basketball tickets on the back of it. It would have like buy one get one free at rallies. But it also violates like a lot of campaign laws, which is an issue. Well, no, I don't think. I think as long as you're not giving something away for free, it doesn't violate, does it? You can't. Well, one businesses can't be directly tied to political. Like a campaign stuff, you can't have like, and, and to what limit? I mean, like, you can you can endorse somebody, can't you? You can endorse stuff, but you can't be like on the flyers. You can't be like on the street signs and stuff like this. Is that so, why everything always says paid for by? And then it's you the have name to you have person? to know, like it has to be out there in the open. Okay. And so this is it's a, <laughs> but it's his business. It's, he's Chubby Ray. I it mean. is, but also you can't. It's against campaign laws. Like you, you can't do it. So it's it is for J Town. I mean, seriously, people sound Trevor's like, going to move to J Town. Trevor's going to move to J Town just to vote, just to vote for him out of spite. Well, first of all, not, coupon even not even spite would get me to move to J Town. Okay, easy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff happening in J Town. Possibly a gun to the so head, maybe. Games, They're winning world championships <laughs> in baseball. I got friends that live in J Town. They love it. It's great. So, so what's wrong with what's wrong with J Town? J Town. What's wrong with J Town? <laughs> Marty Polio. Principal, J Town High School. Yeah, and he got out, didn't text. he? We're about to get another text. <laughs> You're gonna make Marty Polio hate <laughs> the show even more, text. and that's why he bounced. Otherwise, if he still loved it so much, he'd still be there. <laughs> Where he got the superintendent job? He's like, I can't, I can't stay here. Who'd have thought Trevor would make the show like super elitist out of nowhere? I worked in J Town. You worked, worked everywhere. A, I worked in a video I store. In J-Town. That, that, that means nothing to anybody. That's, that's the video store I told you we were next to the church. And we weren't because we was in five hundred feet of a church. We we had to make a deal with them to run our pornos that we had to uh, we okay. wouldn't do it before two o'clock on Sundays. And every Sunday between ten a.m. and two o'clock, I had to just get in, like arguments with people because they had to wait till two o'clock to go back there and look at the books. And I and they would get mad at me every Sunday. Now Chubby Ray's uh, he loves their adult films. His official statement on this is, which is hilarious. <laughs> I love this story. I'm letting the voters know that it's the same guy that owns the restaurant, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm not using restaurant funds to pay for the campaign. So there's, I mean, there is, that can be confusing. I could see two Chubby Rays. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Chubby Rays pizzas out there. Um, I mean, the he's not, what, what, what's, what's the Chubby Ray in, per, in quotation marks. They do. What's, what's, the, what's the coupons? Are they like buy one, get one it's free? It's like $2 off. It's, like uh, let's see, it's $1 off any burger and sub, $2 off a large pizza. It's not a great now, coupon. Now, he, did he do this on purpose? Or do you think he maybe accidentally used some old coupon flyers to make the political flyers so, being hey, cheap? Hey, it's expensive to run for office. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was like, yeah, you ever sent that, like, you do a fact, like, just flip it over and use some old paper and send it down. <laughs> yeah, that's of what course. He, that's what he did. He was like, just flip those. Little, hey, we still got a ton of these coupons we couldn't give away on CarFly. Just flip them over and put a... Put my political ad on. I've, great I've coupon. Never seen a campaign mail that's doubled as a coupon for the candidates. Uh, 
place of restaurant. Place I think of business. I think it's great. I do love. Can like, I vote for him? I don't. You don't live in J Town because you never live in J Town. Well, can't why can't I still vote for him? Because you don't J Town residents. Maybe one I'd like. Vote. Maybe like, maybe one I'd like J Town more. Do you want to vote for the mayor of Seattle too? You can't do that. It's not the way this country can works. Can I? No, you don't live in Seattle. Vote for Abrams. You don't live in J Town. <laughs> vote for J Abrams. <laughs> I'm putting him in mayor of every town. Let's I, not hope Jerry Abramson runs against Ray Perkins because Trevor ooh. would be torn. <laughs> Jerry Abramson's listening right now. He's like, please stop. <laughs> Make this guy stop bringing my name. I like we went to that pumpkin patch I, I mentioned last weekend in uh, in E Town. So that's um, they have political flyers over there for their county races. And right when you pull up to the pumpkin patch, they have <laughs> a, a bunch of signs. Pass or patch? Patch. Okay, he's a pass. Oh, sorry. I was oh, curious. I right when you pull up to the pumpkin patch, you, you see all these signs that say "Reelect Big Josh for Jailer." <laughs> for jailer. No, no last name present anywhere on this flyer. I didn't know they like, actually was a, they use the term jailer anymore. County jailer. Like is that like Big Josh? If I want somebody handling my jails, <laughs> I feel confident in Big Josh's ability. It's a savvy political move. I figured Big Josh was already running the inside of the prison, let alone the outside. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> It's a, it's a good line. I mean, it's, I didn't know they did. Put, I didn't know they did elections inside the cell. He is a, so. His name is Josh, aka Big Josh Lindblom, Hardin County Jailer. I would go by Big Josh too, <clears throat> but he doesn't even say his last name on these signs. Like I walked up to one to make sure. Like when the kids were like at the pumpkin patch, it says Big Josh when you're on the ballots. When you're, it says Big. <laughs> I, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it says Josh, Big Josh, in his actual last name. But the signs, the official campaign signs. I walked up to him. I'm like, I gotta see this guy's last name. And it just it just says Big Josh, reelect Big Josh, Hardin County Jailer. Can I vote for? I don't remember seeing Jailer on the time I voted on my ballot. You you you're, you're putting a lot on the one time in your life that you voted. <laughs> it probably wasn't up for reelection. How often did you reelect a Jailer? I'm gonna guess two years. And when did we stop? I figured we stopped reelecting Jailers like I don't know, like a couple centuries ago. I mean, <laughs> oh no, we got Jailers. I'm looking at a picture of Big Josh. Looks just like what you'd think Big Josh would look like. Okay, I'm picturing like beard. Uh, no. Oh, that's Big Josh. No. Does, is he wearing it? This he, is Big Josh. He looks like Trevor. That's me. The dude from Pawn Stars. He has no hair. He has no facial hair, no hair on his head. That is, how is that you? It looks it's like Trevor me. And the guy from Pawn Stars no, mixed together. I'm, well, I'm from the angle I just saw it looked like me. That's Big Josh. Then again, he just looked big. So, I mean, I always think they all look like me. That's, yeah, he's got no hair and no facial hair. You have a huge beard and uh, almost a full head of hair. Well, thank you. That's so you're nice. You don't, you don't look like Big Josh <laughs> just because you're both large men. Because I'm incognito. I don't want to be confused. I don't want to get. You know, do you know how popular I am since I've been running for jailer? <laughs> I hope Big Josh wins. I can't. Gotta keep the ladies off of me. <laughs> what do you have to say real quickly before I, I know I promised basketball stuff and we have not delivered here? Um, I want to know who's running for jailer in Jefferson County. I better not win. Needs to be somebody new. We need Big Josh in our jails. Bring Big Josh to Jefferson County. Bring Big Josh to our jails if you want stability. I don't know if we have a jailer. I don't know. I told you. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying I have no idea. I mean, I think you have to have, be like a small county to have a jailer, right? I mean, we have a sheriff. I know that. Okay. I mean, is that not is that the same thing? It's not the same thing, is it? I don't think so. so. There's a jail administrator. I feel like what was the what was always sunny when they ran for like comptroller or something? They couldn't figure out what it does. 
That's like, half the jobs in the city. Like, that's what I want to know. I, I that's no how idea. I'm in with Jailer right now. What is actually a Jailer? Is he holding a big set of keys on a big ring? Like with a dog next to him, like protecting it when he that's sleeps? That's it. He's got the five cells. <laughs> He's putting lovable drunks in, into the, the drunk tank for 24-hour periods. That's just what I'm picturing. Piece of straw hanging out the left side of his mouth. Yeah, he's got his feet up on the desk. Feet up on the desk, of course. Back turned to the inmates, twirling those keys, leaving, making them easily accessible within reaching distance. That's what he does. That's the whole job description. I'm gonna run for Big T versus Big Josh. Killing it. I'm gonna run for that job. Um, What I was gonna mention. This is not basketball related, but I just saw this and it, it bears mentioning on this show. Mel Kuyper was asked today Uh-oh. who he thinks, as of right now, is going to be the number one pick in the 2023 NFL draft. He said it's somebody other than Will Anderson? He said Will Levis. I think he made the wrong Will. He said Will Levis is going to be the number one pick in the draft. What team's making that blunder? I, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think Will Levis is good. I watched him do whatever he wanted to to my favorite team last November. I, I saw it. A long list of people there. When I watched him play, and granted, I did. I only saw the highlights of the Ole Miss game. But when I watched him play, like, there's nothing that says definitive number one pick to me. Like, he looks like he's he's athletic for a size, certainly. And, and I get that everyone's looking for the Josh Allen prototype now. And he's a big dude with a big arm. But is that really like, all it takes now? Like, do you just think you can mold his inaccuracies, his shortcomings into becoming Josh Allen because Josh Allen wasn't lights out at Wyoming. And also, I'm not going to try to compare Kentucky to Wyoming. Kentucky's got better playmakers. He had Wondell Robinson last year, who's an NFL wide receiver now. He's got mm. he's had great offensive lines up until this year, I think. Last year's offensive line was terrific. This year's offensive line has been eh, not, not so great. I just, I could be totally wrong. I was wrong about Josh Allen like everybody else. I, I can Josh see him being a good NFL quarterback. I don't see him being the number one pick. Josh Allen also didn't go to one. He went number seven. Yeah, but but you you know what I said. There's a lot of criticism a, about him going third top ten. Quarterback off the board, I but everybody thought he was going to suck. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean that's they they thought it was a reach for the Bills to take him. But I mean, you're looking. I mean, I mean more, more often than not, uh, odds are your number one pick is going to be a team that needs a quarterback. Houston, Carolina, Washington, um, not Pittsburgh, but maybe the Raiders. But I don't know how much they're going to do with Carr, but. I don't know if you want to move on from Derek Carr to draft David Carr 2.0 and Will Levis, but I mean, I I, I can't imagine. I, just, I mean, Will Anderson seems to be the, the should be the obvious number one pick because I believe he's eligible this year, unless he's eligible next, unless he's only a sophomore. He should be the number one pick. I mean, I think he's a junior, isn't he? He, I know he's draft eligible. And then he's then he's the number one pick. I mean, this is he's the most do- impactful defense. Yeah, you take him number one. Yeah. Even if you need a I don't care if you need a quarterback. You take him number one. He's a one. beast. Trade down and let somebody. If you don't want to take him and you have determined to take quarterback, then trade down to like three or four and, and then take your quarterback and let that team take maybe the next Derek Thomas. For sure. But that's that's just me. I mean, that's just what I would do. So I'm also now. Also, I guess I guess Brian Brian uh, I guess Young's stock is going to drop because again the the short quarterbacks are not. Playing well in the NFL this year. Kyler Murray's just screwing everybody right now. I mean, just screwing Russell all these young guys. Russell Wilson's not helping. I screwing mean, screwing everybody over. I mean, what? Wentz is that prototype Will Levis size and and, and strength, and he's not doing too great. Uh, Mark Blankenbaker brought this up because we mentioned yesterday Keaton Thompson, the Virginia wide receiver who was formerly quarterback at Mississippi State in the 2017 Gator Bowl when we played there in what was Lamar Jackson's last game. That's five years ago. He <laughs> he had a. He's, he's already had a 100-yard throwing game for Louisville. He's had a 100-yard— You mean against Louisville? Against Louisville. He's had a 100-yard rushing game against Louisville. 
if he has a 100-yard receiving game against Louisville, he'll have uh, passing, receiving, and rushing all of 100 yards in three different games against Louisville. Kelly Dickey asked this question. Who's the last opposing player to do that? Um, the receiving one's hard. Because I'd like one to say like Major Harris. I could see like Major Harris or something doing like rushing and, and passing. Or uh, Pat White, obviously, rushing and passing, both West Virginia. Not receiving, though. Yeah, again, that's the receiving one's the trick. That's a, Randall Cobb? Apparently not, according to Kelly. Kelly hasn't given the answer yet, but he's saying no. I get my, the, my, he, so he's saying there is one out there. Yeah, he said multiple. He said he was the last opposing player to do it. Oh, wow. Because my first thought was maybe Lynn Bowden. I couldn't remember how much Bowden, he threw. Bowden's, yeah, but Bowden, I don't know if ever, he ever threw for 100 yards he, in a game ever against anybody. He he did not throw, and he also didn't receive. He, he had a, he had 298 rushing yards in the game where we let him do whatever he wanted to. 86 receiving Boom. yards in a different game, and only okay. four passing yards in, in three games against Louisville. Did you look up Cobb? Does that mean I assume Cobb never? I mean, you know, he never probably never threw against us, really. Yeah, he, he's he's not the answer. He threw a couple. I mean, I'm just I'm, I can't remember. It had to be semi. Man, I mean, we never played against Indiana with Antoine Randall L. Well, Kelly's not corrected himself. He said Keaton Thompson's actually already done that. He said in 2017 and last year's game, he had 147, he had 149 yards rushing, 149 yards receiving, and 127 yards passing in two career games against Louisville. Okay, but but I want to know who did it now. Before. I want to know who did it before. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, that's fine. Whether he's done it already or not doesn't surprise me. Had he not done it already, he was going to do it accomplish on Saturday probably anyway. So yeah, I'm I, I'm seriously baffled. Like I mean. My mind tries to go back to like maybe nineties or eighties. I mean, maybe even you might have to go like farther than that. I mean, did we play Paul Horning? I don't know. I mean, I don't think we did. I'm just trying to think of guys who like played quarterback and then got moved. Because I, I know that like Matt Jones, we never played Arkansas. No, but I know like like the the Sage Sherratt kid at North Carolina moved position, but like we only played them one time when he was playing receiver. And I know there have been players like that. I just can't remember any that have played against Louisville multiple times. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, We'll take a break. Maybe Kelly will have an answer for Come us. On. Yeah, he needs to because you know it's going to bug me, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, before we do take a break and get to hour number two, reminding you about our friends over at AirServe. If you have heating or air conditioning problems, call AirServe. They've got technicians available for you 24-7 to come out to your home. Give them a call at 502-264-9662. Whether it's too too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, they're going to make sure you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air. Visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. And the phone number again is 502-264-9662. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number two is on the way next. The Mike Rutherford Show here on 
times in which I'm dying are the best I never had. I didn't expect you to know Tears for Fears. Of course. Now, do you know this song because of Donnie Darko, though? That's where I learned it, for sure. Okay. And with yeah. this, that's just a different Fair. version. Right. Yeah. Mad. But I do know Tears for Fears, overall. I always just kind of lean towards the Tears for Fears version. I like the Tears for Fears more, version more. I know the other one's more popular, even though I don't know who sings it. I don't know who does sing it. It's like a random, like, one-hit... I don't, I don't even know if I'd call it a one-hit wonder because I don't know how much of a hit it was, but it, was, it definitely has a cult following. For sure. I've never... You know, I've actually never watched Donnie Darko. It's fine. It's good. It's just... Yeah, I just never... It was one of those that just, like, picked up and, like, it got, I think, more popular than it probably deserved for a short period of time. I can see that. But, but I, like I, said, I, like I just... It. I do know this. I mean, yeah, I just know the song and I've seen, like, the, the highlights and stuff like that. Hour number two, Mike Rutherford Show here Thursday on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. We'll take some texts here coming up uh, this hour. Uh, Trevor was trying to read his Hispanic spot during the break, and uh, intern Patrick did not realize screamed it. Screamed in the middle of it. Screamed in the middle of it, which was great. I was getting into that spot, too. You were. You were all over it. You were killing it. You heard some of the script. You, had, you Have you seen your script yet? I think it's the exact same thing that you just read. It's very similar, but there are some... You have They slip an attorney reference for me? No, no I should have. But now, yours have a few other different lines here and there, but it, it all comes across the same. Okay. I'm you excited know. for this. There's only one Catholic school to care about in this city, in this state, in this country, in this world. And that's the X. Zane X. You're making me and Nick Roush mad. <laughs> TJ's over, like, getting so excited right now. KRC. <laughs> House divided. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some text now this uh, this segment. We'll get to a, a little bit of hoop stock at the end of the, the hour. Uh, the, the only hoops thing that I want to get to... I don't want to tease it because it's not like a, a big-time deal, but Kenny Payne said something uh, last week that I think we kind of glossed over. I kind of want to get into it because it was, it was it was, it was, it was something. So Clearly I glossed over because I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's fine. It was yeah, he, He's rarely talking. So Also, we're aware the Big X website is down or has been down. Yeah, it still is down. Sorry. So if you stream there, you have to find somewhere else to stream. Looks like Max Johnson will be out for Texas A&M against Alabama on Saturday. Huge. Broken bone in his throwing hand. I mean, it doesn't matter who's out. They're going to lose anyway. Yeah, really. It's Jimbo. <laughs> now he has a better excuse, though. Not like they can fire him unless they're going to, like, sell away everything. Texas says... Mike, so what, are you what are you saying over Patrick? I said Scoot Henderson left that G League Ignite game against Victor Wimbanyama today, and he will not return. Oh, he's done playing with for G League Ignite? No, he just got hurt and isn't going back in the game. Oh. Oh, yeah, because they're playing again this afternoon. Yeah. Well, that's not good. I don't like that. Link for that sports center update. He's already proven himself. He's good. He's going to be the number two pick. He's good to go. He's going three. He's going to go two. <laughs> All three top picks won't be from the NCAA. The way Who's the guy that they think is going to be third? Uh, I've seen mock drafts with the kids from the overtime elite, the twins, the John Johnson twins. Well, that would mean the top four then, right, if they're twins? I well, I think only one of them's oh. top three. Classic Hauser move. So, 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 one's, so one got DeVitoed? You got one Arnold and one Devito. Is that reference too old for our intern? Yes. He has no idea what you're talking about. Is that what twins say when one's better than like, I got Devito'd? No. You think so? no. I don't think they do that? The NBA draft room.com has Nick Smith of Arkansas going third overall. And then another Arkansas player, I guess the other freshman, Anthony Black, going fourth. I don't know who this. How did Arkansas become a hotbed for talent? I told you. I mean, we mentioned it during the coaches. Yeah, I mean, Musselman had the number three recruiting class in America. I mean, yeah, but I There's mean, Johnson must bust somewhere. There's a let's see. Bleacher Report has Amen Thompson. 
of Amen. overtime of Thompson overtime twins. elite. Thompson twins. Uh, there you go. Of overtime elite going Trevor. to Oh, the Thompson twins. I remember them. Yeah, I was going to. Trevor's <laughs> radar went right oh, up. Wow. There's a <laughs> reference I understand. I know them. How they can play ball. How they have eligibility left. And then this Nick Smith kid for <laughs> Arkansas is for everybody has this Cam Whitmore, the freshman at Villanova, also going top five. So we'll see. A lot of fresh, a lot of, a lot of freshman love in these mock drafts. Tariq Villanova. Whitehead from Duke, Brandon Miller, freshman from Bama. God, the SEC is just. Kamari Land's in there somewhere. Kamari Land's sure. not, not, not in the deep. Sure. Bill Nevins never had the number one pick, have they? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Don't they have. Couldn't tell you. Texture says, 5-2-4-1-4-1450. says, two on these scenarios versus Virginia. Okay. What if Brock looks great? Okay. The defense like plays its best game. Not feeling less likely. And the offense runs smoother than it has all year. <sighs> I mean, this is like. We're, I mean, we're in a Stranger Things scenario I mean, at this point. <laughs> we're dealing with an upside down deal. I mean, really, what am I supposed to like? How am I supposed to feel about that? If that happens, like, what do I suddenly want? Like, Satterfield to resign and become defensive coordinator? What if he became the DC? Let's Brian Brown take over as head coach. <laughs> Mid-season switch. <laughs> been there playing all along. They've been working. They've been working as this angle for years. I don't know. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, apparently Levis might not play this weekend for Kentucky. Uh, is he sitting out for draft status? I don't know. I don't know if it's that like the finger from last week or, or what's going on, but apparently I see some KRC text. He was, I wonder who the, KRC, who the Kentucky backup is. Is it Bo, uh, like an Allen in it? No, he, he transferred. He's, he he's at okay. Tarleton State. He might come back next year is what people are saying. It's who, Patrick? It's, it's, I just said it's – I think it's it's not his finger, and it's a kid from Kentucky went to Mayfield maybe. I forget his name. Dynamic know. report there from intern Patrick. Wow. I told you it wasn't this <laughs> why That's why you're the best in the business. I turned your mic on for that. Kaya Sharon is their backup quarterback. Where do you go to high school? No idea. All I'm right. just telling you what his name is. He's the quarterback who will play for the, they play, they play South Carolina this weekend. Yeah. They're he's probably from, cocky about that. He's too. from Somerset. No Went to Somerset too. High School. Nickname, Briar Jumpers. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> One of the best nicknames in Kentucky High School athletics. The Briar Jumpers? Somerset Briar, Briar Jumpers. Jumper? Who cares? It's what they are. Okay. Uh, but that's where Kai Sharon played his football. He was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. Nice. The number 62 quarterback in the 2021 class. I'd feel more confident if I was Kentucky with Will Levis. We'll Probably. See. We'll see. I mean, as long as, I mean, Rodriguez is playing, though, do also. Yeah. Texas says, Trevor, as a Mariners fan, I have one thing to say to you. I can't say what he's saying. How are you a Mariners fan? Says, suck something, and then says, go Mariners. I mean, I, are Mariners fans in this area, or I guess from, I mean, it's not to be in this area. We have fans all over the world listening to the show, but I mean, like, unless you're just like you were a Griffey fan Griffey as a fan. kid, yeah, that's the only way, right? Remember, right Tyler Griever of WHS is a big Mariners fan. Jay Buner fan because you know he lived. He's from Louisville. He, he went. To, he was in, grew up in St. Matthews. Fun fact: where he moved to Michigan and got drafted. My St. Matthews Little League team when we were twelve broke Jay Buner's team's record for the best record in regular season play. I think he, he didn't actually go to high school in Louisville, too. He moved, like I said, they moved. I, think, to, I know he played Little League at St. Matthews because that's all they moved, But they about. moved to Michigan, I think, for when he was in high school because I think he played high school ball in Michigan. Basically, I'm better than Jay Buhner baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I always, the other thing you think of Jay Buhner is Frank Costanza. How could you trade Jay Buhner? <laughs> <laughs> How could you trade Buhner? <laughs> the other great line. Texas says a nigh or die. Also, way to blow the surprise special guest at Louisville Live, guys. No, <laughs> then bring him out. <laughs> Robert, a <laughs> nigh. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> Texas says, I'm on board for Robert and I. Let's say bring it. The same picture also said yesterday, this is one of the texts that we didn't get to. I worked at the first Tony Boombaz over on Willis Avenue. Their first mascot slash sign 
was a painting of a clown that looked like John Wayne Gacy, so they had to, <laughs> they had to change the sign. The Boomboss mystery continues this week. And I got a text from TJ like that day. And so this was when we had this discussion. Was it a Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday, I believe. Okay. Monday, we just talked about football for three oh, yeah. hours. Yeah, we just bitched and moaned about the football Pretty team. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so TJ sends me a text like after the show, like he's apparently at one of them. And like I replied back, I was like, ask them the difference between the other one. And he, <laughs> and he never responded. Of course, I also asked him to bring me an order of tater cakes, too, and he didn't get that to me either. Mm. <laughs> it's because I'm whining about your schedule, TJ. Come on. Uh, tater cakes are good. Everybody, I, I just, I'm going back to text from the 3 o'clock hours, and everybody is just letting you know that Biden's pardoning, pardoning marijuana. Yeah, in, uh, why is everybody telling me that? Why, why does that know. affect me? I don't know. Text us, guys. Sigh. I'm a D.A.R.E. graduate, 1986, people. You wrote an essay. I wrote an essay. Look <laughs> so guys. Sigh. It's time to admit that hashtag rollercoaster Scott is not the right not the right guy. Move on. I'm putting my full support behind BCH. Bring Cronin home. No, 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 no. Mick no, Cronin no. for football coach. You're so, so. First of all, you're late to signing off on Satterfield. I mean, you're already in like the. If if the, if the, the Satterfield hate was a roller coaster, you'd be like six miles back in the line. And second, no, no Mick Cronin. We n- nothing. We don't need Mick Cronin. He's for killing anything. it in recruiting right now. I, nothing. We He's need nothing. It. Did he get one of the twins from Arkansas? Well, they weren't from Arkansas. <laughs> you're, you're mixing up players that we just mentioned. It's like a good country song. <laughs> the twins are playing for overtime elite. All right, but, but they didn't get. They're not going to Mick. So they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So he's not that good. He's doing well. Texas, he's going to give Trevor a natty can signed by Brian Brown. John Yarmouth is. It's the worst gift he could give, like an autographed Scott, uh, Steve Craig no, t-shirt. Those would be worse would be like an 8 by 10 of like Sermon, like give him a thumbs up <laughs> autographed. It's <laughs> oh, like the box score from a blowout loss to who would we lose too badly that year? Everybody. I think Boston College on there in 2017. Texas, remember June 28th, 1998, when The Undertaker threw mankind off of a Hell in a Cell and plummeted oh, yeah. 16 feet to the end? Yeah, of course. Everybody remembers that. Second Hell in a Cell match ever. That's all That's all the text that you guys remember that? Very that's Chris, all it is. It's, very, it's a Chris Farley it's, show text of the day. It's not. You guys remember that time? It's, it's about a great segment. Uh, it's That's not even the day today, is it? No. It's just, <laughs> like, what's the We're not even coming up on like a odd year or even year anniversary. What was the, it was in March, wasn't it? June twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight. Just says remember that. Yeah. It was crazy. Just, that texter needs to send that every, every like every couple of days. Just keep bringing it up. Maybe he sends it every day. I don't care. That's awesome. Just bring up Chokes slammed him right through that cell and then threw him off it. Now I don't know if you know this. You probably don't, but it's okay. The the original the throw where he throws him off onto the table. By God, he killed him. That God is my that witness. That was planned. When I figured he, it was when he choke slams him through the top of the cage. That was not. Oh, planned. it wasn't. I figured it was. They expected the cage to hold them. Oh, it looked like because it looks like it was going to break. So yeah. I always assumed it was set up for him to go. When through he goes it. through it, that, there's a reason. I mean, that's, that's why the chair is just sitting there because they didn't expect him to go through it, and he went right through. And that's when the Undertaker thought he was like, I think I just. Dude. No, I had no idea. I knew. I, I yeah. figured that both were planned. No, the first one was planned. Wow. The second one was uh, he was supposed to get choke slammed on them. Was they thought the cage would hold them? You think by at the time by the time that he did it walking on that cage, they knew it wasn't going to. Yeah, because it looks like it's about to fall through, and they're just like up there. But I think in interviews, Mark Callis has said that that makes like you know just do it, still do it, do it, do it, still we can still do it. It'll be okay. And Jeez. then that wouldn't even end the match. He still went in there and didn't you know got yeah. 
tombstoned on thumbtacks and beaten beaten for a few more minutes. Because then I have at least let him win after going through all that. I feel like he, he should have won. Well, I mean, he did end up getting a title. Yeah, whatever. That was what his his winning the title somewhat some say uh, changed the uh, outcome of the uh, Monday Night War. And didn't he only win it because Stone Cold came in and helped him? Biggest pop. The Rock ever. actually did. I thought it was Stone Cold. Stone no. Cold stunned some dude. Might have been. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pr- yeah. Well, DX was with him. I know that. Yeah. Man, oh, you're right. He beat The Rock. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. Texas. That was when The Rock was wearing the T-shirt face. Yeah. Because he had Because he had breast surgery. Did not know that. He Samoans have a have a tendency to their their male breasts get very large, mm. and he was having he knew he was wanted to go into movies and stuff afterwards, so he had a surgery to reduce them. That's know. why he wore a shirt that whole that. year. Yeah. Texas says, "How excited is Trevor about the Biden announcement?" I mean, Texas says, "Did Dahmer? I wish I may have voted for him now." Texas <laughs> says, "Did Dahmer eat any people salads?" <laughs> no. no uh, Wow, thanks, Texas. Thanks for pointing out me and Dom have something in common. He did say thin. He did, he did say thin. He's a decent show. <laughs> and Evan Peters, the guy that plays, I guess, Quicksilver. And that's all I know him for, really. He was Michael Scott's nephew. Is, oh, was he Michael Scott's nephew? Okay. He, he, looks, he looks like him, and he does, he's doing a great job in this. Okay. Texas, I hate to be this person, but I'm a political scientist, and yard signs don't affect turnout and have little efficacy about 1.5 to 1.8% increase in vote share. Really? I can see it oh, not affecting us. <laughs> I can see it not affecting turnout. But I'm surprised that it doesn't affect. There's like, especially in lesser known races where, you know, you go to the polls. You, you're you're basically voting for I don't know. You want to vote for mayor. You want to vote for congressman. But you don't know anything about the judges or you don't know anything about the city council. You just go with names you recognize. You would just go with names. You know, name recognition is a big deal. Do you mean can it work the opposite though? When some people like just are so sick of reading the sign that they just they're going to vote for anybody who they see the names of. Yeah, I mean I've done that. Like where it's like yeah. you, this. If you have a gigantic obnoxious yeah. sign that is like blocking a main. Oh, the big obnoxious. Like, guess what? Ones. Not voting for you. Done. Boom. There's only two houses on my street that do signs, and they're like, uh, they're basically one on each end of the street of me. Oh, we got signs everywhere. And they're completely like, one is all Republican, the other is all Democrat. Well, one guy running for city council is like, lives on the street over. So, like, that whole street has just like signs for this guy. The, the Republican, in what I'm referring to, is the mayor of my neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got the giant flagpole, and he's got, yeah, he's got all this. He's got, he does, he goes over with the decorations as well. Yeah, well. Turks they can already hear it on the news. In Kentucky, a totally unknown candidate, Trevor Kelsey, Kelsey is apparently door dashing for Congress. <laughs> can I get DoorDash to drop off flyers? Just can you hire DoorDash to put signs up? <laughs> Imagine the rates on that. <laughs> I need you to like make me feel better about myself for some for a second. I will try. I mean, come on, give, give me your best Stuart <laughs> Smalley right now. All right, so like I'm <laughs> smart enough. Got started. Be dog on it. The, like the one with him and Muggsy Bogues is still one of the best ones. Michael Jordan wants to. And Charles Barkley. Michael there. J. I'll protect your anonymity. <laughs> How did that never become a good movie? Oh yeah, I can never mind. So like last night, like I, I've always had like a, I've drawn a line on DoorDash, right? Like I'm not going to do ones that have drive through. You know, I I I, I got to have standards, right? Man has to have a code, correct? Correct. And one of those codes also is like a time frame. Like I try not to order too late. Like, even if I know places are available late, but I try not to, like, order too late. Okay. I feel like, you know, it's just like, I don't want to make somebody drive over here at, like, 11 o'clock at night. I mean, unless they're doing a pizza run or something. So, but last night, like, I, I went and got food after the show, but, you know, I'm, I'm watching, you know, this sounds really weird, but, you know, I'm in there, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this Dahmer thing and I start getting hungry. <laughs> you don't have to say that. All I mean, I just, 
but that's what I was watching. That's not why I got hungry for the record. Okay. Biden's the reason why I got hungry. Okay. But but so I was like, man, I, I kind of want some meat. So I just I ordered I ordered I ended up ordering IHOP at like eleven forty five at night. Like, is that bad of me? That makes like and he got there at like twelve thirty, twelve forty five or something. And I can't remember what time it showed up, but I mean, it showed up perfect timing. But was, I mean, it's. Is it bad to order DoorDash that late, right? And that's, that's un, is that uncool? Because I tipped extra. You say it's uncool. Like I always tip. It's bad for your health, but well, I'm not worried about that. I part. know. You, that's, that's why I was <laughs> interested in why you were asking. You just you feel morally bad for making somebody work, but they're on the clock. Like that's what they're and doing. And I did I did extra tip. Like you, I always tip the two dollars. Like you know how when it gives you DoorDash, it says expect a tip. Yeah. I always do the one up on it. Sure. Every time, and this one I went two up on it. Nice, because again I felt bad. A I can see bit. doing that late night. So I mean, so you end up getting like a ten dollar tip or something. I mean, I mean. you know, they're signed up to do this. I wouldn't feel bad about that. Okay. There was one time where like I ordered Domino's at like like, like ten fifteen. You know, delivery hours stopped at eleven. This was like on, on a weeknight. It was like a Friday or a Saturday. Ten fifteen. That's poor. Like I wouldn't do like. But like the guy got to my door at like ten forty five. And he's he's like, and I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, come on, man. He's like, he's like, I'm trying to get out of here. Like you're ordering food, and I was like. I'm sorry I'm making you do your job. What are you <laughs> I wanted to like take his tip away. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, it's 1045. Like, I, I don't remember what I've been doing, but like, I hadn't eaten dinner, and I had gotten home like really late from something. And I was like, I, I, we don't have any food here. I was like living with my buddies at the time. Like, we had no food in the house. And so I ordered Domino's. We live right next to it. And he's like, come on, man. He's like, I'm trying to get out of here. I was like, on the clock. What no, do you always say? I mean, I'd, I'd sometimes try to like, I, within maybe 30, 45 minutes of closing, I won't go to a place or order from it. Like I just from working in fast food and restaurants in my life, I just it's kind of a code I have. Like a, an hour would be about the max before closing. That's very nice of you. I'm just if, it, if I look at something that's like closing at nine and it's eight thirty eight twenty five, I'm not gonna go there. I'd be more worried. To me, it's already closed. See, I wouldn't be like doing it for the good of the people. I'd be doing it because I'm like these people just do not give a bleep. My food is gonna be trashed. Like, oh no, that's that was that's yeah. the main reason. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, because because if I show up somewhere at eight forty five and they close at nine. I'm risking the chance of my stuff like having like spit in it. I'm getting I, something that's been sitting out for a long yeah, time. Yeah, rubbed against their butt or something. I'm getting the yeah. French toast from road trip or something. You They're know? getting real loose in there. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't want my food in there. I'm not doing yeah, so I'm I'm yeah, that's so that's why I always usually about an hour limit is about where I'm at. It's a wise move. Yeah. I tell you I do it for the people. Well and yourself. <laughs> and myself. Because I know if I was in their shoes, I'd probably do something. <laughs> Takes us Democrats working to get Trevor's vote as if Trevor votes. I, I'm registered. Yeah, but damn you, jury duty got. I got jury duty because of it. You've openly admitted on the show that you voted one time in your life. Yeah. So you're not going to vote. Well, again. more often than not, it's just because there's nobody to vote for. Like, yeah, I didn't even vote for the last presidential because I didn't really. I mean, you just don't care. Yeah, Biden, Trump. It's like it's a lose, which is lose, the, I the, mean. the Texas point. Yeah, but I, I would vote for other like offices. Like I'm gonna. Depends on what I get, get in the mail. I'll vote for Yarmouth. And he's then, not you know. right. He's, he's retiring. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm going to vote for like, I think there's a judge maybe I'd vote for. I don't know. <laughs> Aaron Judge. <laughs> Who's running for judge? I, I'm, I'm going to vote for Jailer. Big Josh, baby. We can't. Why not? You don't live in Hardin County. I can get arrested there. Why can't I vote the Jailer? <laughs> Texas if I'm allowed to get arrested in Hardin <sighs> County, I should be able to vote for who's going to hold me hostage. That's not the way it works. No. Texas, if Will Levis gets drafted number one, he'll achieve the same level of success as the last UK quarterback that was drafted number oh, one. Oh, poor Tim Couch. I was surprised Tim Couch wasn't better. I'll be honest. I'm, this, I'm not going to be a hater. Are we in a safe place here? Can I be? Can We're I be, always in a safe place. We're just talking. Nobody's listening. We're good. 
here's a safe place. 18-year-old Trevor. I guess what, I've been 18 or 19. I can't remember. Oh, no. You're going to admit UK fandom here. No, no. God, no. Eagles had the three pick in that draft. Ah. I wanted Tim Couch. I don't hate you for that. I want. I didn't want to kill. I knew. I knew. I didn't want to kill this. I wanted Tim Couch or McNabb, and I leaned to Tim Couch. And unlike most Billy, I didn't want Ricky Williams because I was. We had Deuce Staley, and you know how much I love Deuce Staley. You love Deuce. I do. And that was only. His, he was just coming off his rookie year, so I. But I wanted Tim Couch. Like I, was, I de- definitely didn't want to kill him, but I wanted Tim Couch. When we got McNabb. I was obviously happy, and I'm never going to complain. But I did want uh, Young Trevor was was a little blinded there. I don't fault you for that. I mean, I, I thought he was going to be great. So did I. I thought. He, I mean, he had all the the tools and everything, and he had the one little run. And he got hurt, and he got, I mean, did he get done wrong with the whole Kelly Holcomb thing? I kind of think that there's a lot of because they started him in the playoff game, and it's the only reason. I mean, but he got this chance to start the next season coming off that playoff game. But yeah, I, I firmly believe that there are like a number of. It's like the old NBA theory, like the Jeremy Lin stuff, like. Everybody in the NBA is pretty much as good as Jeremy Lin. They just don't have like they they, they never get put in opportunity where it's like you're the whole offense for this game. Go out there and just shoot a bunch and score a bunch. And if they they were, they could put up Jeremy Lin type numbers given that situation. I think the difference between I those think, and the regular are the consistency of doing it. Well, yeah, and we saw that with Jeremy Lin. Like moving yeah. forward, he was not a great consistent yeah. player. Doesn't small batches. I think with the NFL, I think a, a big part of success and not success is just fit. I think if Lamar Jackson had gone to a different franchise other than the Ravens, yeah, with Greg Oden or Greg that uh, didn't like yeah. cater their offense to him and didn't give him a chance to flourish, like he would have been viewed as this like unsuccessful guy and like never would have gotten a chance to show his greatness. I think if Tim Couch had gone to a place that didn't have you know you and me playing offensive line for him for a couple of years, he would have maybe still had a chance to be better. I, I kind of think the same thing about Brian Brom too. I know his arm strength wasn't NFL caliber uh, to a degree. I think he would have had more of a shot to be better if he hadn't gone to Buffalo and been or to Green Bay and been put in a weird situation with the Aaron Rodgers thing and thrown a pick on his first play. I think there's a lot of that. I think if just if guys I think it's all about situation and fit. And some guys are going to flourish, you know, in the the right spot and some guys are going to tank and then they just never get over that mentally. The Tim Couch's top receiver in his rookie year was McNabb's top receiver at Syracuse, Kevin Johnson. There you go. Receiver. Then of course his his top offensive lineman got blinded by a beanbag. I remember that. That's Orlando Brown. Uh, his, his son plays for the Chiefs still. We have breaking news that's going to delight. More breaking news? Somewhat breaking news. Ooh, what kind of- it's going to delight one Scooter Dingus, who I don't know if is listening to the show right oh. now or not. Indiana's Trace Jackson Davis has been named officially Big Ten Preseason Player of the Year. Oh, nice. This is what, fifth year senior? The hype continues for IU basketball going into Mike Woods' in second season. I mean, if they if they don't make a like, legit tournament threat run, this season with, I mean, they wasted anybody more than Trace Jackson Davis's career there. Well, yeah. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, but I mean, they, they didn't go to, they, they, they never went to a regional final. No, but I mean, they were at least the top team and went to the Sweet 16 back to back years. I mean, they wasted Romeo Langford. They didn't make the damn tournament. Yeah, but, I'm, but, but at least with Trace Jackson, I, I put him ahead because they've wasted multiple years with him now. Well, yeah. With Romeo, only wasted one. Eric Gordon, only one. Like, a lot of the guys, they only got wasted one year with. Basically, everybody who's played there for the last 25 years. But Trace years, Jackson Davis is a, can be a take-the-game-over, put-me-on-your-shoulders, I-can-win-you-two-playoff games or tournament games probably on my own type talent. He's good. Very is that good. good? I'm very, yeah. I would. I, told, I said last year many times. I, Louisville has been year, several years since we had him, a guy at that level. So maybe Jordan Wara, maybe. But I mean, that was a still a different kind of talent. Yeah, probably Trez. We like the last kind of Trace Jackson Davis type player. I don't think Trez was as good as Jackson in college. Ooh, I disagree. 
Now he's he's developed as a better player over in the pros, but when he was in college, I think I don't know if he was that that multiple. Give me junior year Trez over last year junior Trace Jackson Davis. Ooh, I don't know. And he played on better teams. Well, I mean that's he had more talent around him. That's for sure. At least, at least what it seems that way. You know, I don't like Mike Whitson as a coach anyway. You don't? I'm not a big fan of his. Why? It's not a big fan of his coach. Just, just no, was, no reason. Another bad hire. Yeah, he's had off to a good start. He said, "What one final, first four appearance? That's his first year. Oh. <laughs> he won, won their first NCAA tournament game in like five years. <laughs> um, Not enough. Show me more, Mike." And Texas says, "Does Malik have a chance go of going to the NFL? And if so, does that require that he change positions?" And he does. If he buys a ticket. I don't think he's going to the NFL. No, um, he's not. If he and I don't think he can play wide receiver in the NFL either. That's my big thing. Is no. I, I think that he, if he has a chance to play at the NFL, it's. It's still more likely a quarterback than any other position, and I don't think he's going to be an NFL quarterback. He doesn't I mean, have the arm for it. What is he, 6'1", 175 pounds? I mean, yeah. he's not. And he's not. He doesn't have – I just don't think – I mean, I know I've compared to Randall L, but I just don't also think he's – I mean – He's not that. I don't think he's that athletic, yeah. Explosive. Yeah. Randall L was – yeah. Um, But who knows? I mean – He's probably a better quarterback than Randall L was, though. That's the thing. Oh, for sure. He, he Less of an arm. I think more complete quarterback. He'll get a look. Like like somebody will, somebody will sign him to a, a, a camp roster. He'll get invited. I don't think he gets drafted. I think he'll sign an undrafted free agent contract. Will, yeah. and he'll get to go to a camp and he'll work out. But I don't think. I mean, he could end up playing in one of these other leagues. Like I saw Jawan Pass now in the new XFL. Like I can see him playing in Canada. or something I tell like you that. now, if, if who a guy who reminds me a little bit of if PJ Walker can get playing time in the XFL, which actually translated him being a backup right now with the, with the Panthers. I mean, you know, doesn't mean it's the Panthers, but. Uh, I mean that he could do that then because that's I mean PJ Walker was the kid out of Temple who's pretty much not a great quarterback, mobile, athletic. We played him. He's, he's like five. Yeah, okay, you know him then. Yeah, I can see he played. He had some. He had some nice run in the XFL and USFL. I think I can see Malik getting that tryout. I can see that too. Texas says you mentioned the 2017 Gator Bowl that was Lamar's last game. I was a student manager for that team, and pretty much the entire student support staff asked Lamar for a picture after the game since we knew he was probably going to go pro. Of and we made uh, so that he was the last. We made sure he was the last one out of the locker room by probably 30 minutes. Even after a loss in a game where he didn't play very well, Lamar took a picture with every single one of us and never made us feel like we were holding him up. He's a great guy. That's a cool story. I like that. And you hear that about I, Lamar I, a lot. I, I believe it. surprise Yeah. He he and Teddy too. Like they are. Everything you hear about Humble. them, if you ever meet them in person, like they are what you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know you. You hear the stories on TV or you follow the guys from afar and then you talk to people that had class with them or you talk to people that were teammates with them and you realize that it was kind of just a you know, facade. But both of those guys, I think, are just as good people as you want them to be as a fan. Have you ever, like, I don't, I don't know if you're big, how big you were, like, going for autographs when you were a kid. And when we were young, I know, Patrick, you might not know this, but, like, like it was easier to go get autographs, especially at, like, NBA and, and, and pro games back in the day, like in the 90s especially. Like you didn't have to like now if you don't have like a courtside ticket they're not letting you down there near the tunnel to get autographs back, and then like when I would go to Pacer games in the '90s you could just go down there no matter where your ticket was mm-hmm. and you could ask for autographs. That's why I got so many Pacer autographs. But have you ever? And, and I've run across so many great Antonio Davis comes right to mind of a guy who would just sit there and sign everything, take the entire time, even if he's late getting back to the locker room to sign stuff. But I've also run into a few bad ones. Have you ever? When if you were a kid trying to get, did you ever get like? Really stiffed by somebody that you were just like, kind of screw you. Yeah, you've asked this before. Am Jim, I okay? Jim Furyk was the answer. 
Jim, oh, okay, I'll hate yeah. Jim Furyk forever. All, yeah, and his caddy came over and signed for us. Fluff. That, that, that I told you. Do you Jim remember? Jim Furyk almost fell into a creek walking so far to get out of the way of, of us at Valhalla. Do you remember? I hate I, him. You remember I told you who mine was then? Do you? You did. Uh, I and I can't remember who it was. It was Craig I, Elo. Actually, I don't remember. It was that Craig, I was at a Pacer Hawks game, and I he was him. He was one of the few. The other one would be Chris Weber and Juwan Howard, but Elo like like they ignored me and I threw my pin top at Weber. Because <laughs> I was that was in San Antonio, but when I was at the Hawks game, the reason it's Elo is because, like, I was like the only one left, like legitimately, like the only one. He was, he, and he was like the last one to leave, and this shows security and, and the difference in securities now opposed to thirty years ago. But I, I mean, literally, almost stepped like into the aisle in front of him to block him as he's walking, and asking for his to sign like his the little page in his in the program. And he just looked at me and looked up and just walked around me and kept walking. Jeez. Did you see the video? Like, and that's when I was like, that's why Jordan schooled you. I think it was two weeks ago where Mike Trout is like leaving the team hotel and two tiny kids like come up and they're like, Mr. Trout, can you sign? He's like, not today, guys. And it's just like, that doesn't break stride. Like, goes <laughs> hey, right he's butt. a big Eagle spy and I can't, I can't. Do you, you, remember, do you remember the infamous story of Joe, Joe Montana sneaking out of the bathroom? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't think is that true. By the way, I have, I always assumed it was. I always feel like that, that maybe just be one of those like urban legends now amongst like amongst fans. Speaking of of Mike Trout, I saw the yeah, the athletic the Angels wrapped up their season last night, and this was the <laughs> I already know what the, the I can tell you what deadline's going to be. The paragraph that was in the Athletics <laughs> wrap of a, of a game last night was this: The Angels just completed a seventy three and eighty nine season, despite having arguably two of the best players to ever compete. Both Trout and Shohei Otani had incredible seasons. Otani had the best season ever by anyone, yet the final game of the season was like many before it. Otani pitched five innings and allowed one run. Trout hit a 490-foot home run. The Angels lost to the worst team in the American League, three to two. <laughs> what was what was Otani's record when it when said and done? I don't know what his record was. His ERA, like his last below like, one, isn't it? it no, his, his last like seven games, his ERA was like below one. But it ended up being like two something for the season. Like he had statistically the greatest season in, history, in the history of baseball, and he's not going to win the AL MVP or the AL Cy Young. I guess the last like pitcher to be below two in the ERA was, was Felix Hernandez, wasn't it? I have no idea. I think he because that was the year he won the Cy Young with a losing record, but he had like a one nine six ERA or something. I mean, Otani's record was not overall great this year because um, the Angels sucked. Oh yeah, I imagine they refused to give him any. He uh, wound up being fifteen and nine. 2.33 ERA, which is absurd. It is absurd. And uh, struck out 219 hitters in 186 innings. And then also, by the way, like put up you know like ridiculous numbers of the plate. 36 home runs. Uh, I mean, it, it's like, like what he's doing and what Trout's doing is completely outrageous. And yet, the, the, the Angels suck. I just I don't I don't get it. Is, okay, is it bad of me that like I don't like dislike Otani, but it kind of annoys me that he that this is supposed to be Brandon McKay. Yeah, I like mean, they came out like the same time too. They came into majors, and Brendan now they've announced is going to miss all of next year. Again. Oh, I, I mean, I've already released him off my dynasty team. I, I hate got, it. I got tired of waiting on it. He's, I mean, he's going. He had surgery. He came in again. He yeah. finally got all the way to AAA, and his rehab starts this year. Threw one pitch in his last appearance and had to come out, and now he's I think had Tommy John surgery again. He's out for all of next year. His hope is to be healthy by the start of the 2024 season, which it just sucks. I felt bad for him. I thought he was going to be a superstar. I mean, a lot of people did. That's why he was. Yeah, he almost was the number one pick. Pit, pit, pit pick in the draft, yeah. And probably would have been the number one pick if he'd taken the contract that was going to be offered him at number one. Um, it just it sucks, but happens in baseball. A lot. I mean, he made he did make a few appearances with them, but yeah, as a pitcher only. I don't think they've even used him really in the. They did. did they use him a little bit. In he did, every time he pitched, he would hit. Um, and there was a couple of times where he'd use where he played strictly as a position player. He didn't, didn't never hit the ball well in the majors in limited time, but he had his moments on the hill. 
and just injuries derailed that whole thing. I thought he's going to be a great pitcher. I thought eventually he'd give up trying to be a two-way player because I thought his his arm was always ahead of his bat, but never really got a chance I mean, to still, find out. Still sold. I mean, he's still, still young. Good. Yeah. Still I mean. good. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will uh, take more text. We'll also get to this Kenny Payne quote. Uh, it's let's see here. Um, no, we, we, we can do that. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on Thursday here on All right, welcome back in. Keeping it rolling on a Thursday here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Trevor, we now know media days for basketball in the ACC on the horizon. Yeah. Just a couple weeks away. We now know Louisville's two player representatives for this year's media day events. What is it? Operation Basketball. Please stop. Just call it ACC Media Days. Doesn't remember the music. I was like, what's wrong with the music? <laughs> no. Operation Basketball. Stop Operation We. <laughs> What two players do you think will be representing the cards along with Kenny Payne at Media Days in Charlotte this year? For Operation Dumbo Drop. Stop. Uh, <laughs> horrible movie, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Curry and Ellis? That is correct. Ellis and Sidney Curry. I mean, was that really? That... Will be joining Kenny Payne well, I mean, at ACC Media Days. Withers would have been the only other possible, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you know, or one of the newcomers if it was somebody that was like showing out of practice. But this is the two most likely candidates. Pretty the two obvious. guys that we talked about. I think the fans wanting to come back more. I, I, I guess Jalen Withers is the guy who's been here the longest at this point as a redshirt junior. He's been here for four years. Um, I think he's the longest tenured member of the cards. Yeah, I guess so he is, isn't he? Which is weird to think about. Yeah. We, we don't have a true senior on this roster, I don't think. So. Do we have a senior on the roster? I, Zane Payne, a senior? Zan is a he's Zan. a senior walk on, okay, but he's not a scholarship player. Yeah, so I mean, and I believe that we walk ons don't count. They're not real people. I believe it got figured out during the off season because the last time that somebody asked L. Ellis and Cindy Curry, they didn't know how many years of eligibility they had left. But I believe <laughs> I believe it was figured that. out that both Ellis and Curry have one more year of eligibility after this season should they want to use it at Louisville. Because <laughs> um, when when they came here, the the word was Sydney Curry's got three years total. LLS has two, and then it was like, well, I don't know about that. And then you know, JUCO and and COVID and, and got all mixed up. Every, everybody's a redshirt sophomore, and then they both during this offseason, they both have said that they have, if they want to use it, one year after this of eligibility remaining in college. So we don't think we we could technically like lose nobody from this team. Cool. Which would be great if we overachieve. No, yes, it would be. We may need them all back. We may. You never know. This is, this is right. We know the recruiting class is being, being pretty slim. This is the Kenny Payne quote that I wanted to get your reaction to. This it, it came from. I think we sort of glossed over this when we talked about the Denny Crum Hall um, 
you know, commencement, the the, den. The, the, the the dedication last week, the den, now open for business. Please don't use that. As a, as oh, no, that's the tagline I'm using. Don't I'm use putting it right on the front door. Mike Rutherford. It's the den, open for business. Stop. We'd, My business is open for business. We're trying to get away from this, this reputation. But this was the quote that Kenny Payne said during that dedication when he was asked about his current team and players. Uh, okay. We are not a team that has a bunch of wiggle room. We're a team that every single day we have to do it with fight and love and togetherness, and it started back in the summer. I hate to say it like this, but I am more intrigued with the process than I am with the W's and L's. For me, it's about winning or learning and nothing else. He's worried. I think he's trying. He's worried about the talent level like that right now. Everything that he said in this interview and then also the, the, what we talked about yesterday with his comments to the the Basketball Almanac people, Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster and company, it sounds like he's uh, like he's not coming out and outright saying he's, – he's not doing the Patino thing where it's like this is a bridge year. Like Patino would outright no, just be no. like we're going to suck. But he's doing a different version of it. He's laying the, the, the foundation yes. for you need to have patience, which he's, he has openly said that line. Like you, the, you need to be patient here. Um, I mean you can't point, can't point blank. I mean I guess you could. But the coach can't come out and point blank and say, listen, we're not just that good right now. Maybe we'll get better. I don't know. but Because be, you can't do that. Patino would. But Patino, <laughs> yeah, Patino, Patino would also do it knowing full well that like in the back of his mind, he's like, we can be better than us. Yeah, Patino at this point also had 20 years experience, multiple Final Fours and coaching the NBA. So, I mean, and when he was saying we're not going to be good, yeah. it was like relative to being like a 1-2-3 seed. Like we may be just like a 6-7 seed this year. And then a lot of those times we end up still being like a 3 or 4 seed. Yeah, well, that's because that that was 2011 was his best coaching job he probably ever did in a regular season. For sure. But when a I mean, coach comes out and says, regardless of what the circumstances are, I'm more concerned about this than I am wins and losses, it means we're probably not going to have as many wins as I hope to have <laughs> moving forward, right? Like, Well, maybe it, it, but he could also – it depends on what he assumes the expectation of wins are. If he's Maybe he's saying it be, to the people who assume that – we are tournament bound regardless. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he, okay. he he's saying like this is not going to be what it hopefully is going to be moving forward. Like I won't be saying these types oh, of yeah. things a year from now. I won't be saying them moving forward. But for right now, we're more concerned with getting better. The whole process of you know, coming together as a right. program, laying the foundation, the word process. And we, I mean, there's no coach that thinks he has a team that can compete for any sort of title, whether it's conference, you know, conference tournament, NCAA tournament, who says something like. We're more concerned about this than we are wins and losses. If Who you, uses the word process? Right. If you think you have a championship team, you come out and you don't say it, but you say things that let everybody know you think you have a championship team. And he's coming out, and this is what you'd expect from a, a coach who has the roster that he has right now. And he's essentially saying, I mean, he straight up says, like, we don't have a lot of wiggle room. If one thing goes poorly, if we have one bad day, we're not good enough to overcome those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's what you and I said about the team last year that I think the message never got to them, at least not quickly enough, was, you're not good enough to just show up and beat anybody. And you could tell in November they thought that they were an old Louisville team because they had Louisville across their chest, because some of them had high recruiting accolades when they were coming out of high school or coming out of JUCO. They thought they could just show up, go through the motions, and win games like Louisville teams have done for ages. And the fact of the matter is they weren't good enough. It took them getting their ass handed to them for them to wake up a little bit, and then by that point it was too late. And I think Kenny Payne is not going to make that same mistake. He's not going to let this team go into November thinking, if you don't do every little detail when it comes to scouting reports, if you don't do every final little detail when it comes to effort, when it comes to knowing our own game plan, you're not going to win games. And that's, I think that's the least we can ask for 
with a new head coach and a new run because they didn't do it last year. It drove me crazy. It drove all of us crazy, and it led to one of the worst seasons of our lifetimes. At the very least, I think we know this team is going to be mentally prepared. They're going to be locked in. They're going to be focused because Kenny Payne's saying all these things right now. It also will be nice to have a you know the guy that's coaching us an exhibition in, 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 in practices leading into the season. Helps. Actually be our head coach when the season starts. It helps that they know who the coach that, is right that's, now. That's also a very big perk, I think, for to help out with. And, you know what? I give – Payne, you know what? We, we while we talked about his lack of you know head coaching experience, it, clearly he's picked up some things as an assistant, and one of them is how to use coach speak to be, basically be honest without being bluntly honest. Sure, and that's what she, that's a good thing to do. I mean, he could easily come out and say, "Hey, we're we're behind the eight ball. We're being picked to base thirteenth, and that's probably a good place for us." I mean, but he knows that he's just, he's he's saying in a nice way what we have. Kind of said in a in a nice way, in a not as nice maybe in the way we do it, but like you said, w- there's wiggle room to do. Let's not worry too much about wins and losses. Worry about progression. Let's see how we look at the end of the year. How, let's worry about taking the steps forward this year to having a spectacular year two. Right, be the team that lays the foundation. Exactly, that's what you want to say. And that may not be your message behind closed doors. And the, I'm totally fine. And with. the fact that we know now that everyone pretty much can come back is is. I mean, not that everyone will, but still. You may say these things to the public because you don't want people to have their hopes higher than they should be. But behind closed doors, you can say different things to your team. You can say, you know, publicly you can say, yeah, you know, we're picked to finish 10th, 9th in the ACC. We think we may have a little something for them. And behind closed doors, you can be like, this is BS. Like, I've I've watched you guys play. I know you're better than this. We're going to show everybody how much, how wrong they are. You can use it as motivation. You can do all those things because that's what you do as a head coach. You go in there like Lou Brown. Everybody in this country's picked us to finish dead last. Well, personally, if you ask me, I'm for wasting the sports t- sports writers' time. So I think we just give them a big bleep burger to eat on. How about that? That's what he dude, just go in there and do that live. And then when someone calls you for a better job after you take us to a national title this year, tell them you can put them on hold. You got somebody on the line about some white walls. By the way, there's a change coming to the UVA men's basketball tip-off, formerly referred to as the luncheon, which was always the unofficial start of the season right before uh, the, usually the first exhibition game. It's now just going to be the Louisville basketball tip-off. It's going to happen October 28th. At operation the, tip-off? Not operation tip-off, just <laughs> Louisville basketball tip-off. It's going to happen in the Gold House Hotel Grand Ballroom, and it's going to they're, they're going to be able to accommodate more people, more season ticket holders, more fans. Uh, Josh Hurd's going to be there. Kenny Payne's going to be there. They'll have chances to meet and greet the players if you attend. You're going to have hors d'oeuvres. You're going to have non-alcoholic beverages. There will be a cash bar available. And tickets are just $30. You can find them uh, on Ticketmaster or the UofL website, gocarts.com. Really not even an open bar? No. Come on. Barbo's not approved. Trevor, we're trying to help you out here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You want, you want to get, you're bringing in the people who donate money and boosters Best way to do it is get them drunk for free. The casinos have taught us anything. I'm going to need you to start being quiet when we have to do these things. Because <laughs> not being told to do. Because step all over them. And then people get mad. What? I'm just saying. Tickets are just $30. They can be purchased at Ticketmaster or GoCards.com. Thank you for that, Trevor. Now, we've, we've ruined what we were trying to do. Thank you. <laughs> trying to promote it? I'm, I'm just saying. Just open bar, man. Every time people are like, can you, can you help me out with something like this? I'm like, I can try. I can't guarantee that Trevor's not going to talk all over it. I wouldn't have talked if they had an open bar. You talked all over it at the beginning, too. <laughs> God, Operation. <laughs> Did you see the Reds have the lowest attendance that they've had since 1984? That's your fault. You didn't go. I didn't go. <laughs> Nor will on, I go. It's all on you. Imagine they would have been second to last if you'd showed up to a few games. 
No, they wouldn't have been. <laughs> they weren't second to last. They were. They weren't last. They were just. It was their lowest total. Oh, okay. Since 1984, as a fan base, red attendance 1.388 million dollars over 79 home games, lowest attendance season in Great American Ballpark history, and the franchise's lowest since 1984. Maybe if you don't come out and say where are you going to go as really? an owner in the before the first home game of the season, this wouldn't have happened. I think they went up to Cleveland where they're in the playoffs. And just where they went to. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> Probably not as much. I hate the Reds. 1984, was that a bad season? I can only, I, I'm remember. assuming yes. Yeah, I, get this. I was born. <laughs> I was born too. That was before Pete Rose came aboard. That was before Bob Barry Larkin, Jose Rio. All those guys came after 84, I believe. Big Red Machine Big, yeah, that hadn't was, been formed yet. The Bigger Machine had probably just been, well, the Bigger Machine had probably was being just finished being dismantled by 1984. Well, Pete Rose was a Red. Was he right in 1984? I couldn't remember. I know he had that Montreal and then Philly run. I think he was back. Was he back? Okay. I, think so. I never can remember. I could be wrong. I think he was back. Because did he was he was with he was with the Phillies and then the Reds. Or was it Expos and Reds? It was the Phillies, the Expos, and then back with the Reds. Was he not was he not on the Phillies teams in the early eighties that went to the World Series with like Mike Schmidt? I could be t- I, 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 I Yeah, know. I don't know what I'm saying. He bounced around so much, he's like he's like LeBron James. Pete Rose was. <laughs> you know, you got interested enough. I did. He was on the Phillies from 79 to 83. So he was on the World Series team. Okay. He's back with the Reds in 84. And they had the lowest attendance. <laughs> didn't help. They brought him in. They probably brought him in for attendance reasons. And then he was he was player manager, 84 yeah. to 86, and then just manager for t- until 89. At that point, yeah, they probably brought him in just for the publicity. And then he promptly good. left, and the Reds won a World Series in his first year. Yeah. Up for Red October. Reds October. The Reds October. Remember the T-shirts? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, first from from uh, uh, wire to wire. Texture says, "Here's an encouraging read on Pierce Clarkson." Well, I'm gonna have to look at that during the break. Okay. I need an encouraging read on Pierce, Pierce, Pierce Clarkson. Pierce Clarkson might be the first Louisville player to have 100 yards receiving, rushing, and, pass, and passing in one game. Could be. He was out there showing those hands. They've got the big game tomorrow night. It's uh, it's number one St. John Bosco versus number two Matter Day. Oh, is that tomorrow night? That's tomorrow night. It's Ooh, a, I'm gonna watch that when I get home. They've been hyping it up all all week long. I've seen you know they're, they're doing the whole thing where it's like interviewing players on both sides, and these are the num- not number one versus number two in California. Number one versus number two in the country. Um, it's on Bally's too, I think, isn't it? I think you're right. Yeah, I know. I, I know it's streaming. I know I've catch it. On, I know I've the few Bosco games I've caught have been on Bally's. Because they, I mean, they don't start till by the time I get home anyway from doing the high school game here locally. So, which is cool. Yeah, which is nice. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, this is as big as it gets in high school football. Yeah. So hopefully our uh, our I'm boys will bring it home. That. Louisville Junior can make a play. Who's Wagner play tomorrow? I wonder. That's the other question that everybody's asking nationally. <laughs> I wonder if we're. I want. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be a doubleheader on Bally's, right? <laughs> Wagner, Wagner, Wagner's the the, the Wagner, opening course. Wagner's the first game, the opening game, then then. And Bosco and uh, Matter Day. Um, the opening act, right? Yeah. I, I saw that. So the, they're playing this game at uh, the Santa Ana Bowl. It's a city-owned operating stadium that holds 9,000 fans. Nice. They started selling general admission tickets for $10 a piece. Game sold out in like five seconds. They now have tickets on, not the, the black market, but people are selling tickets on Ticketmaster or other websites. And they're going, the cheapest tickets available for this game right now are $200. And they're going for as much as $500. That's an insane markup I mean, for a that, high school you football You would never game. see that in Kentucky. Well, no. This is insane. You wouldn't get that for the college games in Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, if Trinity and Stanks were the number one and number two high school teams in the country, 
and they, for whatever reason, didn't play at Cardinal Stadium. They played at a 9,000-seat stadium. I still don't think you would get tickets like this. I mean, they probably – I don't even – did they do 9,000 this this, in this last game they did? I don't know. What was the announcement? Yes. Patrick says 16. 16,000? Yeah. So it was probably – people. (laughs) (laughs) You've learned well. St. John Bosco, by the way, undefeated. They've outscored their opponents 291 to 31 so far this season. Matter Day has outscored its first six opponents 207 to 61. And they're both undefeated? Both undefeated, number one versus number two. Go Bosco. Go number two. Go number no no go number one. I thought we were number two. No, we're number one. They've oh, been number one the whole year. I always put fan fan number one anyway. Well, front runner. No one likes the two. Flush number two. Uh, we'll take a break. We have uh, a third hour coming up next. Before we do, though, reminding you about First Bankers Trust. Go to firstbankerstrust.com and find out how First Bankers Trust will work with you individually to help you meet your financial goals. They offer a wide range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. Go to firstbankerstrust.com for more. Trust. First Bankers Trust. All the time. With your money. With your faith. With your love. They're not going to ruin it. Your First, crystal ball for more than orange ball. Firstbankerstrust.com. We're going to break. Hour number three is on the way next. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on Welcome in. Five o'clock hour here of the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. I recorded that Stanex spot during the break. It felt wrong. It felt, yeah, but we were doing yeah. When I was actually saying it, I felt like I was doing something very wrong. You and me both, man. I had to do one too. I mean, you went to Wagner at least. Like, I went to Trinity. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, <laughs> Wagner and Stanex are not rivals. Like, yeah, but it's like, it's like I'm selling out. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, I, would, mine, I have no problem doing a spot for Wagner. But I'm cutting a, a Stanex spot saying like R and like. Acting like I'm sort of like an ex alum, it felt wrong coming out of my mouth. I mean, mine like promotes it's like seventy five percent of our kids go to college. I'm like, Wagner's like seventy five percent of our kids don't go to jail. It's like <laughs> enthusiastic. By the way, the Reds have announced that uh, David Bell's coming back, but uh, Delano De Shields is a fan. Delano De Shields, Christian Perez, the bullpen coach Lee Tunnell, um, and hitting coach Alan Zinter are all not returning to the major league staff in 2023. Dylan. Listen. I was thinking. I was thinking. This, I was wondering if you were thinking the same thing I was with that. It may take a pay cut. It may take uh, coaching a much less talented lineup. Yeah, but it's you'll a, be closer to home. It's a challenge. Yeah, like Patrick was trying to say with his mic on. It's you want to take the challenge, right? I mean, it's listen. You went to New York. You show. You showed. You know, Judge can break the record. Yeah, but it was Aaron Judge. I mean, you got. You got. You want. You want to really like wow your 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 peers. 
Have have Joey Votto hit sixty home runs. Yeah, there you go. That's the way to do it. Let's get let's get uh, have Jonathan India break the national league record. Yes. Go for seventy four with Jonathan India. Tyler Stevenson just destroys the Piazza record for catcher home runs. I was talking. Uh, Dylan, I'm assuming he owns it. Dylan told the story, and I, I don't think he'll have a problem with me sharing it. If he does, he's not going to listen anyway. He'll never find out that I said it on the radio. He doesn't listen to the show. No, he's he's, he's getting ready for the playoffs. He's he's fine. <laughs> but he was saying before the game on uh, on Tuesday when Judge broke the record, he's like. He was out in right field. I came up to him and I had a, a swing thought for him. And he's like, I've, he's like, I've never done this. Like, obviously we work with him, but I've never gone up to him before a game and been like, "Hey, man, just like think about this. Maybe you know, put this in your mind or see how this feels." And he's like, "I had ne- never done it before. Was kind of terrified to do it. Gave him the thought. He seemed to take it well. But you never know if it's just somebody like brushing you off and saying whatever. Like, I've hit sixty-one home runs. I don't need your thought right now. You know, we won the World Series. But he says he games. he came back during the game. He's like, I'm in the clubhouse. Judge is hitting. I come out to, to see him. Right as I come out, the ball's flying out. And after the, the plate appearance and after all the celebration, we get back in the dugout, and he comes over, and he tells me, like, the, the swing thought. Like, he's like, I, was, I used it. It helped me a lot. Thank you so much. I'm like, that's a pretty damn cool moment to yeah. have Aaron Judge be like, thank you for helping me hit my 60-second home run and set a new AL record. And then once again, I was like, yeah, I'm reading this as I'm, like, like doing – Academy sports influencer work on Instagram. I'm like, we're living different lives. Hey, we're still, both making you're, plays. You're still influencing people. We're both making plays. Yeah, I mean, you're, 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 Academy you're, Sports in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Wider range of Louisville Cardinals apparel. I mean, you check was, it out. I, I think I want to go there. You've influenced me. That Instagram will sway you. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Patrick saw it. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We'll get back to your text this hour. Watching uh, Wimbo B. I'm going to do a turnaround jump shot over here. Are you starting to buy in a little bit? No. I know you aren't. I'm just, just seeing that. I, saw, I see you waving me on, Patrick. What do you got to say? Uh, before somebody texts it, Salvador Perez broke the catcher home run record last year. Oh, for that was AL, though. I said NL. You didn't say NL? You said catch your home run record? Well, I said Piazza. Wouldn't that make assume you think I mean NL because he was the Dodgers? No. This is why you're intern. <laughs> get Jenna back here. Does that mean I mean, just, at least he hasn't cussed. He hasn't. <laughs> Salvador Press played for the Royals, correct? Yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Johnny Bench has the NL record, by the way. Does he? Okay. Okay. Talk, so he's going to break that as another red. Okay, that's okay. By the way, the... Uh, <laughs> If you're looking for the, the noticeable quotes, quotes, I did skim the the board. It's a story yeah, from boardroom.tv about Pierce Clarkson uh, and his commitment to Louisville. If you're wondering, there's nothing like definitive in this story that's like, they could lose every game this year and I'm going to go to Louisville. Like they could bring in, he's not vouching for Jeff Brom to get the job. There's nothing that's going to be groundbreaking news here. But here's the quote about how they, they ask him, how did a Southern California kid, the number one high school team in America, Choosing a school and community so fundamentally different than Los Angeles, how did you wind up doing that and going to Louisville? He says, quote, Louisville was the first school in my recruiting process that made me a priority. I built a real relationship with the coaches and the people out there all through the phone during COVID. I'd never been to Kentucky. I had no expectations. I'm from California. I went out there open-minded, and I completely fell in love with the place. The city, the vibe, the people, the staff, the players, I fell in love. I remember leaving there, getting on the plane to come home, and the first thing I thought was, I can't wait to come back. Pretty cool quote. Nice. He, uh, he then asked about after he makes the decision to go to Louisville, what did you want to do next? That I wanted to build a recruiting class that could help me push Flyville along because I knew I couldn't do it alone. I wanted to help the guys who are obviously ballers. I wanted to help get the guys who are obviously ballers, but who I've seen that could also bring something positive in their own way. Everyone has something they can bring to the city, the program, the school, and community. This class is going to be really special. I like that he's still talking about this in like the first person, that he's still saying, like, you know, we're still together. There's no, like, 
if they can win three more games this year. Five and seven is my threshold. As long as Sats is back. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's not in there. Good. Uh, he does talk about NIL a little bit. He says, the way I approach NIL is that I want to stay true to me. I look forward to those opportunities. The way I'm navigating is strategic because I want everything that I do to embody me, who I am, uh, and have a purpose and meaning, not just to make money to make money. I want to do things that have meaning and purpose. Um, well, he's going to get Adidas stuff. That's what his dad works for, right? Well, and we're in Adidas school, so yeah. 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 Uh, he also says, I want to build something special and do something that is going to be remembered. You come to Louisville, you think of Muhammad Ali and greats like that. He left a legacy that everyone remembers. I want to create my own legacy like that, a positive legacy that is something that can be celebrated after I leave. Setting, a pretty big, uh, setting that bar pretty high there, Pierce. It's, it, <laughs> so, it's, I mean, it's lofty, lofty it's, goals. They started lower with like the floors or Redmond, like maybe. Lamar Jackson, yeah, maybe. Lamar Jackson even. He's going for Ali. He's going right past Lamar and he's going I mean, for Ali. Not really, that's the, hey, shoot you, for the stars, kid. There's not much past that, man. As long as you keep this recruiting class together, you can you can go for whatever you want. You, I like the attitude, I guess, a little bit. Maybe a little Jerry Abramson. Like, I, <laughs> I want to be the Jerry Abramson of Louisville football. He's, he is Louisville. Quarterback for life. I, mean, I think Louisville. I think Jerry Abramson. I'm never leaving. <laughs> Um, by the way, I love how you called out your your your, your childhood friend on Twitter for the Reds job. By the way, yeah, I did. You just tagged him. Also, we have done it all year long. No, have you? <laughs> the guy got tossed out of the the last Reds game he was a part of. Like, come coach the Reds. Um, we haven't brought this up, but I know you've seen it. Your thoughts on the fans suing Bobby Wagner for oh tackling him while he ran on the field? He's suing Wagner, and he's suing the uh, the Rams and the Niners. I think. Ridiculous. The guy's suing for running out of the field and getting tackled. But also, if I'm a player and I'm just trying to be smart now, I'm not touching these fans. I mean, that's. I guess that's where it gets. I mean, I'm, I think it's ridiculous. Too, it's a, but, of course, it's ridiculous. But you can. But you can word it with the hey, he the security has a right to tackle me. He doesn't. Which I think is dumb. Which is stupid. No, I'm getting it wrong. It's. It's. I think the definition of frivolous, isn't it? Should be. I mean, pretty much. Again, they didn't teach this in my one year of law class. Um, and me to make it to this class? <laughs> like, I would assume you'd have a – I don't think that this is going to be a case that has legs to stand on, but I think if you're a player – like, let's say you're a center fielder in baseball and, like, a guy's running at you and the security's not around, like, you're kind of all by yourself. I yeah. feel like in that instance you'd have way more – like, that's cut and dry. Like, you can tackle that dude. You can, you can punch him in the face. You can do whatever you want. He's coming at you. He's in your area. In the NFL, I mean, I guess maybe you would say, like, Wagner was no under no considerable threat. He, he did go out of his the, way. To he hit went the out of his guy. way to hit yeah, the guy. But also, I mean, you could say like you know, you don't know what this guy's doing. He's, yeah. he's not. He's somewhere where he's not supposed he's to be. Carrying a flare for all you know, it's poison exactly. coming out of it. Maybe I he's mean, got a bomb. Maybe he's going to yeah. hurt somebody else. Maybe you're helping. Like I, I feel, it, it's just so ridiculous that he's this douche is is even trying to make money off of being an idiot. I mean, it's a nerd enough. He's going to run on the field, which I mean, let's just stop doing it, people. It's not. It's annoying. Yeah, it's, it is annoying. You're not. You're, you're, I mean, I don't care whatever cause you're trying to do. You're not helping it. Just stop it. Was it a cause thing? Was that I'm sure it was. Probably. I'm sure there was some kind of cause to. When when I mean, and I'm sure whatever the cause is, I'm sure I'm not downing that. Unless it was I, like take away marijuana felony charges. Well, then like, that, Biden, then, he's like, you did it. You then, did it. Then I said, you bring Jack Tatum out there to hit him across the, across the field instead of Bobby Wagner. <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> but yeah, just don't just people stop doing it. I mean, no, it's just no, it's dumb. It's dumb. And I, I mean, they, TV is caught on to the point where they'll stop even showing it. But it's inevitable. You're going to get clips like we have of this one online somehow. And yeah, just stop doing it. Yeah. Or if you're going to do it, just I mean, be, then be expected to be treated like when you when you when you storm in a WCW wrestling ring. Have you ever seen the video where the guy storm runs in on him? Uh, yes, the yes. And Savage just goes off on him. Which he should. 
And there's a great, uh, but I know you know the dark side of the rings shows they do. On right, Vice. I've never seen them, but I hear great things. They are good, and they they recently started doing ones just this week called uh, Tales from the Territories, and it's actually really cool because the first one they did was Memphis, and it's uh, Jeff and Jerry uh, Jarrett, uh, Dutch Mantel, and Jimmy Hart, and because they're talking about Memphis, it, it's inevitable they're going to talk about Louisville. In fact, the the first two or three the first three stories they tell, two of them are about times that happened in Louisville, one of which Jimmy Hart's talking about being carried out by, I forget which wrestler, and he says he's busy being carried. He feels like something hit him in the butt because he's like over this guy's shoulder. Uh-huh. And he's like, he's like, the first, he says, my first thought is, did someone stab me with a pin or something? Because I bought these brand new tights and they just may have ruined them. And it turned out it was a blow dart. Oh my God. A fan in Louisville just had made like a handmade blow dart and shot him in the in the rear end with it. It's had a blow dart in his butt when he got to the back. But uh some of the other stories that they talk about Louisville some people in Louisville like coming you know into the ring and different time in the seventies, obviously, but but still don't do it then, don't do it now. Just stop doing it, people. And then don't do and don't sue. Just you're wasting taxpayers' dollars doing that and court fees and all that. Yeah, stop. Speaking of butts. Did you see that the nice. the alleged chess cheater? We talked about the story a few weeks ago. I have seen this. He now Hans Neiman, the nineteen year old chess grandmaster from America, has been accused of cheating in more than a hundred online games. A new investigation is about. Oh no, this is online. Yes. Okay. See, this is not the anal beads. Okay, because I was like a hundred times he had those anal beads. That's that's gotta be. He's open for business, <laughs> like the den. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, but he is, uh, he's not backing down. He has acknowledged cheating in the past. He says he didn't cheat in these events, but it has rocked the entire. We're getting a lot of sports that have been to... rocked by cheating scandals recently. How and not to... baseball. Yeah. So you, you openly know you've cheated in person, but we're supposed to believe you if you didn't cheat online? I guess. I, I mean, how's, how's this supposed to work? I, I, I don't know. But I, <laughs> have you seen any of the videos? I'm, I was. I spent like I lost like but an entire chess? night following. No, not the chess. No, the fishing cheating scandal recently. There was an event in Cleveland, and like I've watched all these videos. It was fascinating. Like they go through the the, the first video I saw. Like they go through the whole, and they weigh the fish. They do the thing. Like they announce the champions, and then the I guess the person who's in charge of like running the the event, he's like, "Hey, Josh, can I see can I see that fish?" And cuts it open. They've been putting weights in their fish. Well, that's not. An, I've, I've heard that before. But like this team has like. Like they were leading this tour, they were set to make like a million dollars off of winning this tour for the the year, and they've they've been like they were the team of the year last year in 2021, and they start cutting open all their fish, and there's all these weights in there. They put like little fillets in there, and so all the other co- competitors. So they've been cheating for years. Yes, like all the other competitors are like, they're just, I, saying things that I can't I can't even like duplicate what they're saying they're like they're like you cheating mother like, just going like they're like surrounding this guy and like the guy who's running the events like you need to leave right now nobody's gonna touch you but like when he finds the cheese like he's like cutting open the fish it's all quiet and he like he stands up and he goes we got weights and fish <laughs> it's an incredible I just moment picture, like building out the, the cork out of Sosa's back he's like, like fist pumping <laughs> because apparently like, everybody knew these guys were cheating they just couldn't catch him for a long time, and like this guy, he knows exactly how much he's like fish in this area. Like they always weigh around three to four pounds. Like the type of fish that they're 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 going for in this. I mean, were they lake. wondering why the two inch bass weighs seventeen? What's pounds? what I'm saying? Like he, so, he's a, whatever. I, I can't remember what the name of the fish that they were. This, this tournament was for because you, you 
the tournaments, you only catch a specific type of fish. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so this in this Cleveland Lake, this guy's like, I've been doing this my whole life. They're almost always around three to four pounds. Every now and then you'll get one that's like crazy big, like five to six. But I know how much one feels. I've been doing this my whole life. Because I put these two fish on the, the weight, and they came in at like 7.6. And he's like, I squished them, I felt them, and I felt something hard inside of them. And that's when I was like, when I get done like weighing everybody else's fish, I'm going to be like, hey, c- come let me see that. And he cut it open. And he like fist pumps like right in the guy's face. Like, we got weights and fish. And like everybody just swarms this dude. They're like, you cheating mother. You've been cheating your ass off for years. How did, an incredible video. I, I'm kind of curious though. Like, do they put the weights in after they caught it again? Yeah, they catch it. They, they, I mean, aren't they, they these people tiny watching them? Okay. No, because like, you're on your own boat. Like, they don't have, like, you know, you can, like, put them in the, in the big, and, like, they, okay. they put them in there. And, like, apparently, they, yeah, they, they, now the accusation is they've been doing this for years and just getting away with it. Oh, cheaters. No one likes a cheater. It's, it's wild. The poker cheating? Scandal? There's a poker cheating scandal too, apparently, according to Patrick. Uh, it was according to Counting Justin cards? Kalen on the Scoots. Yes. It What's was going on with poker cheating? Is there anybody uh, not cheating? I think it was Aaron Judge. There was sure. it was some sort of professional poker tournament, and like somebody bet a hand they shouldn't have, and they apparently a dude got real upset. That's that happens like every poker tournament. He, you painted such a hell they of a accused picture, him of cheating. Way. Is the there was a cheating accusation made? Like they like. The lady that was accused of cheating ended up like giving her bet back, which is almost yeah. You can't, you can't do that. Guilt. Did she have cards in her sleeve? I don't know what happened, Trevor. <laughs> you lied on details here, Patrick. You are a lot of details, man. I listened to roll call this morning, and that's all I got. <laughs> is that all you got? Kerosene's lied on details. <laughs> I mean, Scoots, help us out. We'll we'll blame I mean, Scoots for this. You're, you're intern Bobby Ross with a painting a picture <laughs> that way, man. <laughs> I was ho- I was hoping to. It's not Bobby Ross. Get him talking coach. about it more than I was. What is the Bobby Ross the name of the painter too? Bob Ross. We well, can be Bobby, but Bobby, I think Chargers coach. Right? Well, well, yeah, well, yeah. And, and Lions. And my God, Lions too. And the coach of Georgia Tech when they were sharing when to share the national titles. We learned. I taught you the other day. You did. You did. In nineteen ninety. Right. Uh, but yeah, if you're going by Bob Ross, you can still be by Bobby, right? But yeah, it's Bob. You Ross. Can, but that's not what he's called. But I'm Bob calling Ross. him Bobby. Yeah. I. <laughs> Texture says, quote, do they put the weights in the fish after they catch them? LOL, no, Trevor. It's before they're caught. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm curious. Did they put, like, some... some <laughs> they put, it's a high-stakes cheat. They got a, they got a, they got a powerful magnet on the hook. They really and they're, like, lowering it in there. And the fish are coming to the magnet. You don't catch them, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, they release... I'm just saying that they release fish in there with weights in it. And like just hoping they were the ones that catch it. Out of all the bad questions you've asked, that's that's <laughs> it's got to be top five. That's that's the top five bad questions. I mean, there's other ways. I don't know. I'm not a fisherman. Uh, <laughs> I've never caught a fish. I've been night fishing twice, three times maybe, and only once did I take a pole. I like fishing. I haven't been in years. I've never caught a fish. I caught fish when I was a kid. I've tried. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, Texas is coming from the guy who likes the Eagles and the Blue Jays. Yeah. I don't even know what that was a reference to. I mean, obviously Everything he thinks says. I'm awesome. I guess. Because I like the Eagles and I like the Blue Jays and I like the Cardinals. Texas says, what we're not thinking about right now is what if no Arby's for the last two months is responsible for the bad football season so far? I mean. He, I'm, Are you starting to feel a little responsibility? What What if I eat, have Arby's again tomorrow and then we just like we just roll on, Virgi- on Virginia? Brock Arby's. just tosses for like 400 plus. I mean, I, I'll, I'll have to eat Arby's every day, right? Or should I just only wait, wait and eat on Thursdays only? You. What if you've been sabotaged because you wanted Satterfield to fail? Subconsciously, you want Jeff Brom here, and that's why you haven't been getting Arby's. If we if we roll this week after an Arby's week, I can see you like faking Arby's. Like you'll you'll like you'll buy McDonald's and wrap it in Arby's wrappers to try and give the 
I could the do look. that. I don't know. I wouldn't put a passion. I could. I can't. Yeah. You I, hate Brian Brown. I mean, well, yeah, but I don't have to help him lose. He does it all his own. His own. But not with not with the power of Arby's behind him. Yeah, but I don't even know if Arby's is that powerful. We'll find. Like I can see it'd it. Be helping, nice to find out. I can see it helping the offense, but I mean, it, it mean, I mean, we're talking about to make Brian Brown look good. I mean, we're talking like walking on water and turning water into wine type things, not just Arby's. <laughs> I mean, we need a we need a telethon here to bring in that kind of power. <laughs> uh, Texture says that hypothetical earlier left off the last thing that would happen. We would lose to Wake Forest the next weekend, and nothing would change about the the hypothetical with the Virginia game. Well, we have a, a bye week after the Virginia game. Yeah, we do. So That's that will be that will be nice, and then we play Pitt before we play Wake. So, but yeah, we probably lose to Pitt. We can't lose to Pitt, especially with their play. We don't win back to back games. What do you think? Who do you think we are? <laughs> What do you think this program is built on? We never went back to back to back games, and that's a actual fact. Hey, with Manuel Saint X over here, <laughs> just going Manuel after Inter Patrick. What? Yeah, I mean, they won back to back games. How confident are you tomorrow about the, the the Crimson's Patrick pulling off the win over the reigning state champions? Yeah, oh. uh, going to be a very defensive game. I don't like the confidence level right there. I don't, uh, I don't like well, that was your well, first answer. Our defense is a lot better than their offense. Their defense is a bit better than our offense. Didn't your brother play on the offense? Oh, my brother does play on the <laughs> offense. We have, a, we have a freshman quarterback making his fourth career start. But you have a lights-out running back. Lights-out running back. Zeron Washburn. He's a beast. Zeke. Thanks to the offensive line. He's a beast. Thanks to the offensive line. Will Patrick throw the ball in this game? I mean, Trey, throw the ball in this game. <laughs> That's my joke. I'm going to mix up. Any, if there's any Cenex listeners, no, he's not going to be throwing uh, Oh, that means I, I smell a trick play coming. Well, now like, we're Cenex fans, according to our promos. <laughs> All the Cenex listeners. There. I went there. Mike and Trevor, Tiger's finest. <laughs> be like me, Trevor Kelsey, and go to Cenex. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have never been to that campus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I take that back. I did go with TJ, do a show there one time. That's the first and only time I've ever been to the campus. Texas, Mike, I missed you uh, talking about the potential starting lineup yesterday that you teased at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, it was just in the – I was going off of the Almanac, the College Basketball Almanac, which is out now, that had talked to Kenny Payne, and they gave their predicted starting lineup, which led me to believe that they got some inside info. And it was the starting lineup. Trevor actually picked it correctly. Uh, it yep. was L. Ellis, uh, Kamari Lance at the two, Jalen Withers, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, and then Sidney Curry. I like how you kind of didn't say which one was three and four between those two. I, I would assume I Withers, I, Withers is You would assume maybe, but I— who, Especially the way that he's talking about In that same story, he talks about Jalen handling the ball more, initiating yeah. the offense, going one-on-one. They want to—he essentially says, like, they want to use him the way that the Knicks used Julius Randle, which is was great if it's 2020. It's not good if it's 2021 Julius Randle. But they want to no. do a lot of, like, ISO stuff with Jalen Withers. Yeah, I could see them trying to make him into, like, a Thaddeus Young player. I mean, which would be the best way to get him was into the Julius Randle comp just not good enough for you? We just had to go. No, because I don't like Kentucky. Well, he's a Nick. He's a Nick, and he's Kentucky. That's like the double burn But he for played me. for Kenny Payne in both places, which that's is like getting, why I made it's, like, that's like getting kicked in the crotch and, and the foot hitting both testicles. That's wow. not good. we got a coach who's now coached both of those places. Well, he's, he's learned his, the lesson, lesser of his ways. Texas Mike, give the football a let's turn around the season speech in the Mickey Mouse voice. Ah, I can't do that. I, I can't. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's your Mickey Mouse? Oh, that's, that's a bottom five. He sounds like evil Mickey. You sound like a fifties. Come here, Daisy. He's like a fifties rapist. Ha <laughs> Look at you. It's, it's not ha ha. It's ha 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 ha
Uh, Trevor, stick to Eeyore. I don't care if it's Brock or if it's Malik. We're she just going down. We're going to run the ball. We're going to throw the ball. Scott's helping out with the defense. We're going to be just fine. And the special teams. Can't forget the special teams. We're going to be okay. We're going to go into Charlottesville. We're going to kick their ass. Trevor, you really need to stick to your work. Really bad. I got too much bass in my voice. Sorry. Damn puberty. <laughs> Tinker says Trace Jackson Davis is the second most disappointing recruit in IU history behind Romeo Langford. Well, I don't think that's true. I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't call him a waste. I, I, I said they wasted his tenure there. I wouldn't say his season. Well, he said the second most disappointing recruit. Oh no, that's that found that hard to believe. Like, if you wanted to call Romeo oh, no, a disappointment, he, I, I can buy that. His season, he wasn't like he was good. He was not great. He had injuries. Indiana yeah. wasn't good. Trace Jackson Davis is about to be a preseason first or second team All American. No, if you're gonna talk disappointments, the the guy we talked about the other day that has the same name as the wide receiver who busted uh, Blackman. James that was Blackman. yeah. That was uh, now that would be disappointment. Was he a big time recruit coming out of high school? At least if he wasn't a five star, he was very high four star. He was a decent sized recruit. Yeah, he never he never got it going. I mean, no, I wouldn't say Thomas Robinson. He's been better. He's almost he's maybe been better in the pros than he was in college, but that's because he left after his sophomore year. He also did beat Kentucky last time they played. Text says Chevy Ray sounded more like Shady Ray. <laughs> that's a good text. Yeah. By the way, the uh the first two text of the week winners. I got, saw I saw her here this, when I got here today. I well, she left like Five minutes after I got here. Uh, but I put it on her desk. This should be in the mail tomorrow. We're good to go. You, you will get those, like the IARP, at some point between now and like the 2026s. But they'll be in the mail tomorrow. It's going to happen. <laughs> You'll get some time between now. Text this random semi-interesting fact. I grew up in St. Matthews. MLB umpire Tom Hallian lived on our street and told me that Pete Rose was struggling as a manager because he tried too hard to make the players like him. Also, Jennifer Lawrence lived on Brookfield Avenue as a kid, too. My friend lived in her house before her family bought it. I once threw up in her basement. Tom Alley, I went to grade school with his son. First of all, he buried the lead on that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I could see. I don't, I, would, I don't know. Pete Rose never comes to me. Somebody would care about if the players liked him or not. But, I mean, yeah, same. I, I could be wrong about that. He just doesn't seem like a guy. But I could see somebody not liking him. He's like, I don't care if you like me or not. We ran into, as I say, ran into, we were walking around in Las Vegas. It was like the last day. Like we're kind of killing time on the strip before our, we have to go to the airport. And Pete Rose at one of these casinos was doing like a, a signing. And Danny, whose grandpa was his equipment manager for the Reds when when Rose was both a player and a manager, like goes up because like nobody's getting Pete Rose's autograph. Like there's no line, and he just goes up to him and he's like, "Hey man, he's like, he's like, just want to let you know, like Bernie Stowe is actually my grandpa." And he's like, "Oh cool," <laughs> could not have cared less. You think, you think he said that? Yeah, you think he couldn't care less, or he actually didn't know who he was talking about? No, he knew. I guarantee you knew. He was talking okay, because I mean, I could see him being like not even knowing the name of the equipment manager. No, because like, everybody knew Bernie. Like Bernie was all over the place. Like and anytime you go up to like because like. I've seen him and his brother do this to like other players. They're like, hey, like you just say, like just want to say hi. Like uh, Bernie Stowe is my grand. And like every time the players like just go nuts. Like their faces light up. Like they, they except know, for Pete. Except for Pete, who's is just, that? Why you don't like Pete Rose? You know, I just I know enough about him to know that he's just a total ale. Like he's just and also you know the the sex with very young girls is pretty gross. I'm yeah, not, that didn't help. Not a fan of that. I don't think it's cool. Texas says free range. Uh, Texas says do they <laughs> free range weighted fish? <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta get lucky. Yeah, it's like the duck pond at one of the uh, Catholic picnics. You remember the King of the Hill when uh, when when Hank decided to get uh, bait, but he was actually buying crack. No, and it was no. it ends up so he puts crack on the on the hook, and the fish are going nuts over it. Like he throws the fish back in, the fish just jumps back in the boat on its own. 
So he gets arrested buying what he thinks is bait, but he's buying crack. And the judge is like, well, you have to catch a fish. If you can catch a fish without the, with the crack, then I'll let you for, I'll let you go. And him and Dale are trying to catch this fish and they, Dale pulls it out and she, and it's frozen. Like this, he's going, he could have thought it out, Dale. He's like, I had a coupon. Y'all done? No. Hey, at least my story had detail. Um, Texas, I'm not sure if y'all will be discussing it or not, but recent basketball seasons always seem to start with the quote, we're going to need somebody to overachieve. When was the last time that actually happened? Would you consider the war a sophomore season a pleasant overachievement? Yes. Who would be the most recent one besides him? I think that's an overachievement. I don't think anybody expected him to have the, the blowout he did. I thought he was going to be our best player. I remember saying but, that. Yeah, but you didn't know. There's no way. I mean, I guess you could have maybe thought it, but. I remember saying I thought he was going to be all conference. Just because, and that was just based on what I'd heard. Russ Smith, sophomore year. Yeah. But we weren't even, he wasn't even like on the radar. It's like guys no, that were, he was, we were looking at him I mean, just a giant step forward. Me and Coffee spent, I think, the game the, the day before he blew up talking about why he's even on the roster anymore. I'd say Donovan Mitchell, honestly, after his freshman season. He went, I know he started slow his sophomore year, but he ended up being first team all ACC. That was, and that was a guy who was on breakout sophomore list. Like we had, he needed to be better for us to be, like I said, I mean, you, good you can was. claim you knew like Mitchell and, and, and Moore would do that, but odds are if, you, if you're taking credit for that, you probably think you've probably been wrong more times than you've been right. Because you're probably somebody. That well, just, Mitchell was on everybody's sophomore breakout list. Wara was more of a obscure because he played so little. Ward's kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, but you, but people saw like little glimpses were like, why is he not? Why maybe he should have played, sure. played more? But no one thought he was going to come out and drop what 18, 19 a game. Like no, he did. not that much. I mean, the, only I, the only reason I did is because I heard like from practice that like Chris Mack was like, this is going to be our best player. And and you and, uh, and you were already hearing about the whole uh, playing for his dad and looking so good. I guess he, in the was great. world games, people yeah. woke up. Yeah, and we'd heard about that, but still, I, I just think he would gone from what he did. It still for sure. I find it to be hard. Like I said, if you did, you probably think that about a lot of people you've been wrong about because you're just kind of over Homer. That's okay. Um, I mean, like I said, yeah, I mean Russ, but like you said, Russ was not even. Ex- but then again, that's like nobody was saying we need Russ to be really part good of for us to be good. Being overachieving, I guess is. I mean, he's still technically overachieved. But he's the, the, the text is saying though, like Somebody the last time we went to a season, we're going to need this guy to overachieve if we're going to be good. Like that season, that's the 2012 team. We were supposed to be very good coming I mean, in. Rozier comes to mind a little bit. I see. I don't even think. I think people kind of thought that, that he was. I remember what he did his freshman year. About ten he points good. a game, wasn't he? He came off the bench, and you could tell he was he was going to step up into a big time role. When, more like, he was more when like, Russ left. I guess he's more like Garcia then. Because Garcia was freshman year, you you were new and like his sophomore was going to be the, you know, taking over more of a role. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, I mean, maybe Preston, like his last year. Like, we're going to need him to be, like, way, way better if we're going to overachieve, and he certainly was. But it's been a long time. I think some people may have even considered Steve an underachiever his freshman year in that same 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 year. Well, that was the year before. I thought he was a, well, he, he was he was a sophomore. sophomore in the 2011 team. Okay. He split time with Sosa in 2010. So, so, okay, that's what it was. Okay. I mean, yeah, we like we talked about. I mean, we always we kept needing VJ King to step up. We like, we kept needing, you know, I mean, we, hell, we talked about Jalen Withers in those terms last year, and that clearly yeah. didn't happen. And it does well, seem like it has happened far less than. So this year's Ellis and Curry, right? I mean, I guess. I mean, I think everybody's just kind of expecting L to be really good. And if he's not, then it's not even like overachieving. It's just we have no chance. Well, then who would you expect that? Who, would, if not those two, who would be the, the Withers again? I'd say Huntley Hatfield or Kamari Lance. Year in a row. <laughs> no, Huntley Hatfield or Kamari Lance. I, we okay. you expect Withers to be better than he was last year because he can't be worse. I have trouble doing it with Lance though because it's hard to do. I'm able to do it with somebody you haven't even seen in college. Like you, I feel like you had to have it like a freshman year at least. To, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's, he's a four star kid. I mean, you talk about overachieving and be like. All ACC freshman good. I think that'd be an overachievement. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Texas is law class uh, where you learn to do judge stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But not, but but you don't like like Vinny taught you. You know, you you got to go to trial and watch to learn how to be a trial lawyer. That's right. But you just got to make time. You know, it's hard to do with you know working in your uncle's garage and. Texas after Saturday, I predict Virginia's offense will move from number one eighteen to at least top ten. <laughs> they might. I mean, what if they go one eighteen to like ninety, uh, even nineteen, even up to ninety, like twenty eight spots? It'd be bad. That'd be bad. They're trying You'd to, have run, to drop fifty to do that, probably too. They're trying to run the ball a lot more. Like last year, they didn't try to run the ball at all. They That's, just like let Brent Armstrong rip, which is what they should be doing right now. Uh, their offensive line has a lot of new guys, and Armstrong also is not getting time to throw the ball, which is what we said about Fojakovic last week, who wound up lighting us up. So <laughs> I'm hesitant to read too much into that. But their offense has been bad this year without Bob and I. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we will. I. Yeah, Bob. Bob and, and I. Bob and I die for an eye. An eye or die. We love Robert and I. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll read some text. We'll wrap the show. Also, we'll make some picks on uh, tonight's college and pro football games, one of which you can hear right here on the Big X. Which one? We'll tell you after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. segment here of the Thursday edition of the Rutherford Show on 1450 Big X. Are these just TK favorites? Or is this a year? They're all all 80s or early 90s. Well, here's the thing. I started out with going just like with songs that would make me think. I would listen to if I was a psycho killer. Okay. So I went psycho killer. I went uh, Phil Collins studio because of the the movie. I think it's overrated, but everybody loves it. Uh, The Kristen Bale movie. American Psycho? Yeah. I I always thought it was way over it, but people like it. Uh, and then I went Mad Mad World because I mean I could see me you know if I was a serial killer I'd probably listen to Mad Mad World right? See I thought American Psycho the song that everybody thinks about is the hip to hip to be square. Oh I always went with the, hip to be square because the studio I think that the studio like is the one the where he's with the like, he's prostitutes he's like kissing his own muscles. Well, and, the, and then he's he's got the guy in the chair and he's dancing to hip to be square where he's getting ready to cut him up. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Again I've seen the movie like twice and that was more than I needed to watch. I only seen it once. I didn't even. Yeah. Did you like it? Uh, I never understood. Like it was, I there don't, were kids uh, in high school. They were like, were they were obsessed, obsessed with it. With it. Yeah, I mean, even same. even remember, remember watched like the uh, the uh, the story about the Duke Lacrosse stuff that's brought up in that because they were obsessed with the movie. Apparently, yeah, know? I was I was like, it's fine, but like, I never got it. Yeah, it was never something that I so, was that into. So that was like my first like run, and then after I got to those three songs, I'm kind of like, I'm not like a sociopath. I don't know what like <laughs> goes. Like I'm out of songs here. So I just went with the uh, the three songs that have been stuck in my head the most of the first five episodes of Dahmer. And that's the last three songs that I played, okay. which is uh, Catch Me If I'm Falling, uh, Please Don't Go, and Night and Day. Those are the three songs that have, right. have been stuck in my head for the first five episodes of that show. By the way, Texas just texted in, ba 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 Oh, he's our guy. Gonna save the cards and not lose the PC. 
He, got, he's going to fake in and he's going to run and he's going to pass and he's going to score it, Baba Nye. You got to pass it and a run and run and then a pass it, Baba Nye. Baba, Baba, Baba Nye. We're going to make Baba Nye the new head coach of global football. We, I don't know, man. We couldn't bring Brahman. He's already more more popular and better. Well, we we got our legs cut out from underneath us on that one. Are you are you, are you just realizing you now started a, a Twitter for a guy named somebody called the, 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 the Nye or Die account? He's gonna like now just hashtag that on everything. Good, get him out there, make some plays. I love some of the. the I know I know he's pulled back his reins a little bit because he probably does listen to the Bring Brahman guy does. But oh, so, Ken Spencer texted me yesterday. He's like, he's like, based on his tweets, <laughs> yes. he's like, I'm assuming the the Bring Brom Home guy is an avid fan of your show. Because <laughs> I love yesterday. I like retweet Kent, Kent did the, uh, the the tweet about the story he did with with Patrick's brother, and, uh-huh. and, and so I retweeted and like the like two seconds later, it's got like a notification box. I'm like, what I got a notification box? right away. It's Bring Brom Home guy. Like, I'm like sometimes I'm like, fill the room, dude. Like, like I just want to be like, what's up, Patrick? <laughs> Under Dugan's tweet, he he replied, "Bring Trey Ryan home to play for Je- bring Trey Ryan <laughs> yeah. to play for Jeff Brown." I didn't see that. I think on mine that I retweeted of Ken Taylor, he did just a, and I'm sometimes I don't mind it. I, I find it amusing to a degree. I'm just thinking, by the way, now that it, there's an NIL deals account that covers college sports, and it's 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 breaking news that Mike James, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, and Nyla Harris, former all U of L basketball players, have signed NIL deals with Academy. Academy Sports and Outdoors, where I was doing the, this you thing are, today. You've already influenced multiple but, people before they've even hit the... But there's a picture of Brandon Huntley Hatfield at the Academy Store with like a grocery cart full of stuff that they're, I guess they're just giving him. I, I, all I got was money. I need. I want the stuff. <laughs> Give me the stuff. I, I want what's in the box. It could be anything, even a boat. It could be a boat. <laughs> the mystery box could be anything. It could be a boat. Uh, Love Academy Sports and Outdoors. Stop by and see it if you're ever in the Jeffersonville area. And then stop by and see us at the OG Studios. We're over there frequently. Yeah, I could do with that. It's going to make you smell. They, they, haven't, they haven't influenced me enough to be, be on board. You haven't been back at the OG in a while. You feel like you're, you're away from your second home. Oh, wow. It has been a while. I guess the last when I was up there for the uh, last Bats game, which was last week, this, this yesterday, a week ago yesterday. So I'll only go there when I need my torches and Culver's fix. I mean, I couldn't. Well, no, I was like, I couldn't make you go up there tomorrow because I'm doing the same next game. But I was like, yeah, I, I, we're good. We can do it from here to here. God, I missed that being a Friday tradition. It was such a good thing for a while. For one yeah. week, that one week where it was a, a thing. And so then, I'll but, be heading across the river tomorrow to do the next game. I won't have time to get any like torches or anything. I'll probably do DoorDash over there. But uh, I will. I will be making some bets. We'll be doing that. Texas Bosco Matter Day tomorrow is going to outdraw UCLA. It probably will. Have you seen those UCLA crowds? Yeah, and they're five and zero. And they're good. I know they've been playing well. Chip people. Kelly. Come to, the, come to the Ville. You can tell all bad things you want about Chip Kelly in the NFL. And, and honestly, he wasn't actually that bad with Philly until we let him have to control the roster. Uh, but he can, he's he's putting it together at UCLA. They're getting getting better. You want to have a no-stripe game? Come to the Ville. We haven't done it yet, but we might be able to if we got good at football. You could make that happen. We, are we going to Chip Kelly now? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm good with Chip Kelly. Chip or die. If we got Chip Kelly, I'd be ecstatic in college. Now, as an Eagles fan, I would be like want to put my head to a window. But as a Louisville fan, I'd be ecstatic. Man can coach college football. He can. We found that out. Texas, I'd love to make this a KRC text. I'd love to make Whoopi at the Crochet on a SEC Saturday night. Yeah. I love sure. how you use the word Whoopi. You ever made Whoopi in public? I'm not answering them. <laughs> Why did you <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> Uh, 
Texture says, I believe the theory that Yao Ming was eight feet tall and the NBA covered it up. <laughs> he was close too. It's the same guy who just texted him was like, remember June 28th when the Undertaker's three back out? I have Yao Ming's cell phone number. You do? Yeah, I, t- I took it out of Scott Padgett's black book when I worked with him. Is he the most famous person in your phone? No, no. I mean, I, I, yeah, I took a lot of numbers out of that, that black book. <laughs> like, I took a lot of numbers. Like, Marshall Falk was another good one. Uh, Dick Vermeil. Okay. The only one that ever paid off was Mike Dicka because I got to interview him like twice because I got his number through that book. Well, that's cool. Uh, my favorite was Jeff Van Gundy. I called him and left him a message, and then a few minutes later, he called me back. He didn't. He didn't make time to do an interview with me, but he called me back. I can see Jeff Van Gundy being that guy. It was. I, I mean, like young Trevor, because I know this is when I first got the radio too. And like I'm, I'm doing like production work, and I'm just sitting there, and I look down, my phone rings, and it says Jeff Van Gundy on my phone. I'm like, this is kind of cool. Dad, that's very cool. This is actually kind of cool. Yeah, I think you had him in your phone already before, like you. Made it oh, I saved it. Of course I did. <laughs> Back and forth. <laughs> Texas hashtag bring Bob home. <laughs> we didn't have to change it. Um, Texas, I think it's ironic that everyone wanted Sat to get rid of Brown in the offseason, but he didn't, while nobody wanted Mac to get rid of his assistants, but he did. Very interesting perspectives. I mean... People wanted to get rid of assistance, and Mac didn't. That wasn't the fans. Though. I don't think Mac wanted to get rid of assistance either. But it was, I mean, when I say people, it was the people who aren't even here anymore. Wasn't it most? Wasn't it mo- that mostly the the president's call? Yeah, and the ADs. Yeah, yeah. The, the way it was explained to me, making has been better and better every day. The way the Chris Mac thing was explained to me was after we missed the NCAA tournament in 2021. Yeah, there was a sit down between him and university leadership, including the AD and the president, mm-hmm. which was basically like. This isn't good enough. Yeah. We, a change needs to be made. A change has to be made. And that change needs, it needs to be big. We're, we're getting rid of it. People aren't happy. And Mac didn't want to fire anybody. Like, didn't want no, to. No, I, I don't think that was very much of a secret. And they, yeah, they picked. public. And I think I've told this before, too. Like, they they found out because Luke Murray was having lunch with his agent when it, like, it somehow got back to his agent that, like, Louisville was going to fire two assistants. And so, like, the assistants got wind of this. And they found out that there were going to be two fired. They all assumed Dino Gaudio was going to be the one who was retained. But then when when Luke has the sit-down sit with Chris Mack, he's like, hey, Dino, just so you know, like, you're getting the axe, too. Mike McGee's is staying. And so that's when Dino Gaudio is prepared. That's when he, he prints out the, the violation stuff. And that's why he's, when he gets the news that he's being fired and storms out of the office, that's why he's, like, ready to come back with, like, see this? I got this. Like, they had been tipped off about this. But I don't – Chris Mack didn't want to do it. It happened. I also think that like, it, it, it wasn't like if Satterfield had fired Brown after last season, there would have been a universal declaration of like joy amongst the fan base. Like people would have been happy. They would they would have not, they wouldn't have been like we love Sat now. It's going to be great. But people would it would have been a universally applauded move. And when the assistants were fired, it wasn't a universally applauded thing. Like we all were kind of like this seems sort of weird. Like Luke Murray was our best recruiter. Like you know, what are we? Who are we going to bring in? And then we bring in a guy from New Zealand who has this new offense that just seemed like, well, okay, I mean, maybe this is going to work. Maybe it's not. And it didn't. And I think Chris Mack's heart was never in it. I think he felt bad about getting rid of two guys that had been with him for the bulk of his career. Led to another FBI thing. It ended up leading to another FBI. It was a it was a misstep, let's say. See, it, you're going so to bag on Vince. I'm just saying, I mean... <laughs> I'm just pointing out the fact that apparently he can know to make changes with the assistant coaches with one sport, but apparently can't force it in another sport. No. And now he's not forcing another sport. He keeps it. 
Texas, the ultimate Giselle Witch test. Get her together with Brock. Did you see Tom Brady's press conference today? He looks bad. The witch evidence is piling up. He looks terrible. He looks like a skeleton. He's been like that for a couple weeks now. He you not noticed today, that? Today he looked way worse. And like he got asked the question about, like, somebody said. I mean, he, lo- he looks like a shade version of Tom Hanks when they found him on the island. He looks horrible. Yeah. And somebody asked him today, like, you know, there are a lot of two and two teams in the NFL. Is there more parity this year than in years past? I know you've been playing for a long time. And he, like, he gives us kind of like, he looks like he's half dead when he's giving the answers. Like, I think it's a lot of bad football. Like every, every time I turn on the TV, I'm just watching bad football. Well, they've also lost two. They're two and two with two losses to the two best teams. But in he's the saying no. He's saying all the two and two teams in the NFL. Oh. The question was about all these two and two teams across. Like, is there more parity in the NFL than usual? And he's like, "There's more bad football." He's like, "I'm just, I'm just watching." He, he looks dead inside, and it's because he doesn't have witch powers running through him. Which again, no witch powers. Bucks bad season. Falcons step up, win the division. Dave Ragone universally praised. Comes back, saves Louisville football. Giselle's witchcraft is going to wind up bringing Louisville football back. I mean, how can you fight that logic? You can't. I mean, I would. I would maybe like chalk up his like is is dying inside to like is losing his head coach. But I don't know if you noticed Bruce Aarons isn't head coach, but yeah, he spends a lot of time on that sideline. He even got penalized. He got a penalty for like sideline. He's not even the coach anymore. He's like just running around the sideline. It's like. Big Barry Alvarez energy. Well, yeah, oh, he is. He's, he's he's doing the full Bill Snyder and Barry Alvarez. I can't believe we've gone this far in the week without me making a Barry Alvarez joke about just taking over the Wisconsin football program. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's it was too easy. Given right, it's too easy. I mean, he did build him. He can do what he wants. I mean, because Wisconsin was like Louisville bad in the eighties until Barry Alvarez got there and and built them on uh, what was the running back's name? Was it Rondane? No, no. Before that, uh, Moss uh, Santana Moss, I think his name was the, the wide receiver. No, it was a running back. Their best, their really good first team that went to the Rose Bowl had a guy named Moss that was a running back. He ended up, uh, he tried to go pro. I think he ended up going to prison, actually, though. Based on your track record, I'm assuming that like 33% of those details are right. You're going to have to look it up. 33%? 33%? Yeah. It's, it's, the guy's name is definitely not Santana Moss. Santana Moss was a wide receiver. With he wasn't, yeah, but it was, and I know it wasn't Zach Moss because that's the name of, 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 of the running back from Utah that plays for the Bills, but it was something Moss that played. Not Thaddeus Moss either. No, that that's that's the son of Randy. Who not plays, him either. Plays tight end. What what conference are they in? <laughs> Wisconsin Rose Bowl. They didn't go to any in the eighties, so you're already wrong about that. No, no, I just said they were. How I said they were global bad in the eighties. And then he, I thought you said you brought him back. Yeah, he brought. So you're talking about the ninety four Rose Bowl. The ninety three, yeah, ninety three season. So yeah, they lost, They beat UCLA in the ninety. Brent Rose Moss Bowl. was their leading rusher. Yes, sixteen hundred yards. I figured you were gonna get the last name right. I know. I knew I was gonna try. Brent Moss was there. He was a bad dude. Did he go to jail? I'm pretty sure he went to prison. I think you're gonna be wrong about this too. In per- he pleaded to a misdemeanor charge of possession of cocaine and was sentenced to two years probation. Okay, so he didn't go to prison. I was close though. I guess the two guys next to well, hold on because you know what? <laughs> hold on, prison, right? it continues. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, oh, yeah. Hold in, on. In 2005, he pleaded guilty to misdemeanor possession of cocaine, felony bail jumping, and misdemeanor resisting and obstruct, or obstructing an offer, officer. In 2017, he was sentenced to one year in prison and one year on extended supervision on a felony possession of cocaine charge, but he did skate jail term, jail time. So technically he did not go to jail, but he was sentenced to one year in jail. I'm going to give you credit for it. Thank you. You, also, you made it sound like he didn't go pro because he went to jail. but I think he was a little undersized to go pro, actually. Santana Moss. His name is Brent. (laughs) But he was a bad, I'm telling you, I I remember that 93 team because Wisconsin came out of nowhere that year 
And Wisconsin was, I mean, before that year, Wisconsin was like, who? Wisconsin? Nobody cares about Wisconsin football, which says a lot to what Barry Alvarez did with that program. And where they're at now, you know, 30 years later. Texas, if Giselle's a witch, I'd be good with it. (laughs) How hot does she have to be for you to overlook the fact that she's a witch? Like, I could be, I could see, I could be Darren. I could go for that. I would, uh, Samantha was definitely hot enough. He turned my best, he turned his best, and she turned his best friend into a monkey. What are you talking about? Bewitched, Darren? Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, my, my bewitched Samantha. knowledge is, is low, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, your bewitched knowledge only limit to Will Ferrell? <laughs> yeah, not even that, I never saw that. <laughs> I've, got, I've got zero bewitched knowledge. I'm a witch. I'm a Clipper fan. I do remember that from the, the commercial. God, so bad. I just, I had the, I, I know it was done by Stewie later in Family Guy, but no, I had the same feeling when I first saw that preview. Texas, I see Trevor's already celebrating the Biden announcement with that fish weight question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not that bad. Texas, to make Brian Brown look good, you'd have to get Chick Fil A. Why does how does that help him look good? I don't know, but Chick Fil A does make everything. I mean, better. It does make you're right. It would make it, it would make it be it make me feel better. I've never been more. Jo- I went to pick up Virginia from school on yesterday, and like she always does the thing where she like she asks what she like runs to me and she's like daddy, and then she asks like right away what she wants for lunch, and she's like daddy, she's like can I get a happy meal? And I was like no, no McDonald's today. She's like let's get Chick Fil A. Like all the other parents are like how much fast food are you giving this child? <laughs> well, come on, what's wrong with that? I was like, is there anything? First of all, a that Chick Fil A in my house is yet to reopen, yeah. and B is there like it should be illegal to see Chick Fil A commercials on a Sunday? Yeah, like I'll wa- I'll be watching like ESPN and like I'll just get like especially even late night Saturdays I'll get Chick Fil A commercials on there about how you know like Joe the plumber knows the the woman in the drive thru and she gives him a cookie every time and so now they're <laughs> friends on the couch. Yeah, so yeah, we went. Uh, but I don't. I mean, so I mean, those on Sundays. That's just cruel, man. That's just cruel. So last night we, uh, I had to rush home because Mary had a dinner, and so we asked her. Our babysitter stayed late with the, to help get the kids down, and she took uh, Virginia and Audrey. They do this gymnastics thing on Saturdays, but the gymnastics place is open, has like free gym on Wednesdays. So she took um, Virginia yeah. and her cousin to free gymnastics, gym. and of course they do the thing with all three year olds, where it's like we need to go potty before we leave. They're like, we don't have to go. Right when we get there, Audrey's like. I need to go to the bathroom. And they walk in, and our babysitter, Madison, is like, she's like, so Virginia, just screaming right when we walk in, just goes, my mommy says the bathroom here is really dirty. <laughs> like, she's like, all the people working are right there in the front. I was like, ah, the kid knows no. Is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's not wrong. She just, doesn't, she just doesn't need to be saying it out loud when they when they walk in. Nah, there's nothing wrong with that. Wisconsin lost three straight Rose Bowls. Did they really? Believe me, lost three. You have 10, 11, and 12 Rose Bowls, all three in a row. Texas, if we lose this week, is it pure apathy or anger? Or lack of skill? I mean, that's, that's I think. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think it's an option three. <laughs> maybe a little bit of all. I don't know. I mean, also Malik being hurt is, would be a, a I don't a think anger. I mean, because I, I feel like at this point, like, you, there's no way you can be angry because. I'm with you. You I, had I, to accept it in a small way already by this point, right? There might be a little bit of apathy. I think there's. Maybe a little bit of like, like who was it? Uh, Caleb Chandler used the word "we're kind of like shell shocked." And when you lose that confidence, like I think that can affect your play a little they bit. Um, but I think more than anything, it's just they just haven't been good enough. Like I, I don't think it's been lack of effort. I don't think it's been apathy. I don't think it's been anger up to this point. But if they lose this weekend, if they lose this weekend, all of those things set in for sure. Going into that second half of the season, it's gonna be a rough bye week. 
Oh, yeah. It's gonna be a rough bye week, regardless. Yeah. Well, or depending on how you look at it, maybe a necessary no, bye week. You get a big win. Say they somehow. Just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this is gonna change my mind. These are the two worst teams in the ACC. But yeah, you go out there and you win like you win like South Florida style. I think you'll have. I mean, some positive through the bye week, but I'm sorry, you're not gonna fool me yet. No, no nobody's. Gonna you didn't fool me. fool me with the South Florida nobody. win, and you're not gonna fool me by doing it even against. Nobody Virginia. will be suckered back no. in. Nobody. It's it, that 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 time is has come and gone. Yeah. Uh, tonight. Prime video, another prime game, 8-15, NFL action. There's actually no college game tonight. But you can hear this game right here on the home of the Colts. Keys? I was expecting a college football game. <laughs> well, I thought there was. I assume if they had one Wednesday, they'd have one Thursday. Well, that's because that game got pushed back because of the hurricane. Oh, I didn't know that. It was supposed to be on Saturday. I was Saturday. wondering why they did that game on a Wednesday. Yeah, it was supposed to be on Saturday, yeah. Uh, you see, they have games tomorrow night, but no college games tonight. Yeah. But Colts on the road, taking on Denver. 8-15 is the kickoff. You can hear it right here on 14-50, the Big X. Uh, Trevor Kelsey, who you got? Did you say a line? I did not. The line is... Well, don't tell me. Colts are on the road, right? Yes. I'd say Denver by two. Denver by three. Okay. Um, I should work in Vegas. It's not just because I have a rack. Um, I'm going to say... I like the Colts to win this game again, even on the road. So, to, to, uh, take the Colts, I guess, getting the points. They're the underdogs. Going straight up. Uh, Broncos win and cover. I mean, I, I'm worried about... Th- I mean, I had the Colts last week. People laugh. People were like, Colts Chiefs are got to be the easy pick them for for Survivor League. I'm like, it's a Colts trap game right here. Classic but that Colts. was all, but that was also in Indianapolis. So, you know, what? I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna go Denver. Denver to cover. You said minus three. Yeah. Denver push. They win by three. Just want to do everything I do. Just, just follow whatever well, I do. Well, you know, on that note, when we got three minutes left, tell us, tell me how how did our pick them go this week. Oh, yeah, you won the one game that we got different. You got Clemson over NC State. Trevor Kelsey with a near insurmountable two-game lead going into this weekend. We also did pretty bad again overall. Even oh, we, we did all? We were terrible. Oh, we're, we were, we're bad at this. We were utterly We were awful. so good last year. We were so bad this yeah. year. I don't know what's happened. I'm blaming my long COVID. I don't know what excuse you have. Biden for making it more accessible. <laughs> <laughs> you are winning this year. It's a, it's, it's going to be quite the dogfight as we go on. Keep it light. Bob, Bob and I, the, the Louisville guy, coming here. Bob and I, the Louisville guy. Keep an eye on my Twitter tomorrow, by the way. We'll post the uh, high school game of the week poll. Uh, I assume, I know Patrick is going, expecting it to be San X Manual, but we'll let the voters decide. Am I even get a, are we even going to get a shot? I'll look at it. I'll look at it. Who's Wagner play again? Central. Yeah, they, Wagner Central might make the list. It'll be I mean, we don't even, the fact that you don't even put us on the list is insulting. Because the one time, they've been on twice. They finished last both times. Oh, I don't care. Vanderbilt's still in the SEC. There are more teams than just Wagner in the city. We have to give it, we're an equal opportunity show. Uh, keep it locked right here. We got Jody Demley with the Cardinal Insider next. Then coverage for uh, Broncos Colts will start after that. Everyone have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you on game day eve tomorrow, starting at three o'clock.